0: Hosting for this podcast is made possible through mtgcast.com, which is supported by a generous contribution from quietspeculation.com, Magic's premier trading and financial news site.
1: Hello again and welcome to the Manipool. This is episode 276 of the Manipool. I know that because I just posted the previous one this morning. <laughs> yeah, uh, We are brought to you, as always, by Cardshark.com, a better way to buy and sell collectible card games. They're trying to come up with a new gimmick because that's kind of old, so we need to, we need to help them think, think, think of something for that. So if you have an idea, something about, I don't know, empowering the seller or, or empowering the buyer or something, I don't know. We Ain't need nobody got time a, for eBay. Do what?
2: Ain't nobody got time for eBay.
1: Yeah, eBay sucks.
2: <laughs> eBay
3: sucks Aww.
1: just make it that cardshark.com because eBay sucks
3: <laughs> <laughs> I like it
1: uh, but yes go to cardshark.com and buy stuff and be sure to use the new cart optimizer which will save you money it's badass. Um Right. also if you want to write speaking of writing for cardshark.com you should write it up an article of some sort and send it to me at submissions at cardshark.com so that I can you know post it because that's awesome. Now Because eBay sucks. Because eBay sucks. <laughs> Name of the episode? Possibly. So, uh, uh, I am Chewy, the lead dork here. We have so many previews. That we're just, I'm just going to run through who else is here. Uh, we have Brian, our lead rambler. Say hi.
0: Oh, I didn't know I was actually going to get a chance to even talk. I thought. Okay, that's all you get. Okay.
1: Uh, we have <laughs> uh, Mike, our rules guy and our game lore guy and epic beard. Uh, so if you notice, on the list of achievements... Ch- oh. okay, <laughs> we have Dirk, the greatest man alive and self-proclaimed moral compass of the group. Yo, everybody. See, he did it right. And we are joined by Bill Bloodworth with the coolest name, also known as Squee. And I guess that's pretty much it, isn't it? Uh, pretty much. Yeah. So, many spoilers. Oh, my God. So... Because there are so many spoilers... Why are there so many spoilers? Because it's a small set, so there's only two weeks preview. so they're like, Bleh.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. Pretty much. That's awesome.
1: Uh, let's just go to the uh, card image gallery on Wizards.com and just roll our way down, skipping over the stuff we've already talked about. Easy enough? Should easy.
0: Sounds good.
1: So, first up is Renounce the Guilds. For one and a white, it's a rare instant that says each player sacrifices a multicolored permanent. Uh,
3: uh.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's pretty racist. I, I know, it, right? <laughs> Are you pure like, blood? No. Look, like, this uh, isn't even, like, sarcastically racist. That actually feels pretty racist.
1: <laughs> but I don't. I don't really have an opinion on this
0: card. I don't, I, yeah, I mean, I'm. I think it, it needs to be rare because it's kind of an interesting effect. You. Don't want this showing up too much at lower rarities. I'm glad it's not a mythic rare. I'm just, I don't, I can't, I just, what is this? I don't even, I, I don't know. I don't know how to evaluate it. It's just, hey. It's
2: another thing that kills Geist of Saint Draft. I guess. Hey there, I mean, you that's go. all I got.
4: <laughs> yeah. Well, I know originally in the, the original Ravnica block, there was this little theme of anti-multicolor, and I think this plays, again, reaffirms the the anti multicolor theme that was going on because wasn 't that one of the underlying themes that there was there were some- guilds, but there was someone who was also fighting all of the guilds or against the guilds in this as well
3: there there
0: in in ravnica there were there was a theme for anti multicolor and there was a theme for anti monocolor um there were certain cards like the the guild pack dudes um, one was black and one was white and I think the white one had protection for monocolor, and the black one had protection for multicolor. Uh, gov- gov- govern the guildless, no, let you. No, you're right. Never mind. Govern the guildless, let you take control of a monocolored creature. So it was really on both sides. Um, there, there wasn't really a strong faction against the guilds. Now we have the guildless, which is thematically the the people that are not aligned with any guilds that are, you know, like. Screw the guild! They're always fighting and burning my crops and, and get off my lawn. So
3: my cabbages!
2: <laughs> I like how the flavor text is Gideon Jura talking to Aurelia, because in this circumstance, Gideon Jura is going to be fine and Aurelia is going to be sacrificed.
1: Uh. Scores I don't even know what you started. I'm good.
0: Scores will die in the name of peace, like you. <laughs> Okay. Huh.
1: Yeah, that's I'd, enough of that. Oh. Well, I'd, I would
5: like to point out that since um, since in the art, since the rubble is obscuring the guy's hands, I can only assume that he's throwing the double bird.
3: Oh.
1: <laughs> the double bird. <laughs> <dude. laughs> Brian prefers the single deuce. <laughs> it,
2: it's yet another example of how Demir is not nearly as hidden as they think they are.
1: <laughs> so. The next oh. card is actually part of a common cycle, and I think we should probably just cover them all at once. I agree. They were yeah, previewed yeah. all at once. Yeah, and yeah.
0: They have the same converted mana cost. They have the same power and toughness. The same rarity. Um, they are
1: in the same uh, condition. Yeah. So read the first one, somebody.
0: Okay, it's the Sunspire Gatekeepers. It costs three and a white for a two four human soldier. Common. When uh when sunspire gatekeepers enters the battlefield, if you control two or more gates, put a two two white knight creature token with vigilance onto the battlefield. Um, so we're gonna see that condition of when this enters the battlefield if you've got two or more uh, two or more gates, do blah. And in this case it's a two two white knight with vigilance. And I like it because it plays very well with populate, and white you know these stats two four on a white card seems very natural, so it also
1: plays very well with battalion because it gives you another dude,
0: yeah, so yeah. I like this one I think this is i I think all of these are pretty good there aren't any that are just outright terrible but i i I think this one's in the top three uh-huh.
5: uh the blue one is Opal Lake Gatekeepers. And for a blue and three, you get a 2-4 of a soldier. And when he enters the battlefield, if you control two or more gates, you may draw a card. So that's <laughs> magic, magic. magic word? What? <laughs> that's that's pretty self-explanatory.
0: You may draw a card. It's not even required, so you can't deck yourself. <laughs> okay? I mean, does anybody really need to say how good a card that replaces itself is?
1: It's no, pretty good one. It also talking. blocks well. <laughs> yeah, really.
0: It blocks yeah, again, just like in white, a 2-4 in blue, that just, that seems right. It yeah. gets a little weirder when we get to the next color, next couple colors.
4: Uh, do you want to do the black one real quick? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, the black one is Ubel Sar Gatekeepers for, as I said, three in a black. It's a 2-4. It's a zombie soldier. When it enters the battlefield, it, if you control two or more gates, target creature an opponent controls gets minus two, minus two until end of turn.
1: You know, I never caught the opponent controls. That's nice. You can't even bite yourself with it.
4: Mm-mm. Yeah. Like too sad one.
5: it
1: became in screwed it up. Zero <laughs> two. That's uh huh. I like this guy. This guy is I think this one and the white one are my two favorites.
0: I think this one is probably mm. the best.
2: He is what Orzhov desperately needs against a lot of the faster stuff that's running around.
1: Yeah, no kidding.
0: And I think Bulgari mm-hmm. can use him too to go Hey, he's kind of he's got a nice big bot But, uh, to hold the ground while you're attacking and Golgari likes to, likes to play things starting at two a little bit and really into three and four and five. So kill off that one thing that's hit you once or twice already and stand in the way of other things. So.
4: Yeah, I agree. I think he's a, he's a pretty good one. He also needs to make up for the fact that it's turn four,
2: and presumably two of your land have come in tapped, so you're well, probably yeah. really behind.
0: <laughs> it, it, it may not even be turn four. I don't. Let, let's get through this, but I want to talk about how difficult or interesting it, this condition sure. really is. But let's let's okay. finish the cycle.
2: Okay, I'll go with the red one then. The Smelt Ward Gatekeepers are human warriors, so we've finally broken away from soldiers. Hey, really? The human warrior is also a 2-4, and when these guys come in, they, you get, you know, with two gates, gain control of target creature and opponent controls, untap it, it, gains haste, so they pretty much threaten somebody when they show up. Which can be kind of weird if, you know, you do this too early, but it's still pretty nice. Like, it does not have haste, though, so don't get too uppity, since most of the steel effects on creatures lately have come
0: with haste. Mm-hmm. You know what they say, he who smelt warded it, dealt warded <laughs> it.
1: Del- <laughs> I was trying to come up with something for that, and I, I couldn't.
0: <laughs> That's what I'm here for. This one's really interesting because two four on a red creature is already so like, weird. Blah, blah. But then yeah. I don't. I kind of like it with this ability because it's like, hey, I take you, your biggest guy, I hit you, and now I've got a chump blocker to get in the way when it comes at me. So, yeah,
4: he's he's one that I actually like him. A- like, the black one, I I like because he's got the dual dual purpose to him. I like him uh, uh, equally as much as I do the black one. I, uh, of these so far, the blue one is the one I think has the least coolness to it. This one is neat because, like you said, you can gain control of a creature, go and destroy somebody with it, potentially destroy the creature, and now you have a blocker, who, again, a 2-4 is not bad.
0: Yeah, And red is the color of... Think, thinking outside the set, red is the color of about face. Red is one of the two colors of inside out. So you do get some of that, like, my butt's coming at you. <laughs> like he's running backwards at the Find end.
1: nothing but faith in nothing. Wanna put my tent? Okay, I'm sorry. Inside out? Yeah. I,
0: okay, uh... I'm sorry. There's one more left. Who hasn't there done is. Yet?
1: Uh, I I don't think I did a gatekeeper, did I? No, oh, the Cerule gatekeepers two for for three in the green elf warrior, huh? Uh When it enters the battlefield, if you have two or more gates, you gain seven life. This one I think is the most. Meh.
0: I think it's yeah. better than people are giving it credit for.
1: Well, I'm sure it is because seven um, life, especially in limited, is nothing to sneeze at. Th-
0: there, seven, there was the question, There's the question raised: How much life do you need to be worth it? And just for, like, just gain X life, it has to be really high. But when it's on something, that's a little better. Thrag Tusk, um, I'm not saying the best part of it is the life gain. I'm not. But I don't think it would see as much play if it didn't gain you any life when it entered the battlefield because it's such a good tool against aggro. I think if it was just 5-3 when this leaves the battlefield, get a 3-3 three, three token, it would still be played. That's still great. But what really kind of turned it into, like, this is Bill is the fact that you make up for some of those earlier turns when you were getting hit because you were ramping or doing whatever. So, 7 life, that's pretty hefty. Yeah. Uh, like it's if, not the, if, go ahead.
5: If the gatekeepers only gave 5 life, then it wouldn't be appealing at all, because it's just a 2-4 with nothing else going for it. But but seven set seven makes up for
0: that. Now we we've, we've got a lot to talk about. I don't want to spend a ton of time on these commons, but two gates. I've I've played in some limited events where you know I've had a bunch of gates and I'll play like one on the first turn. But you cannot always rely on getting your gates out, especially early. And you got to figure. I don't do math, but the odds of actually getting two of them. Um, I don't think these are going to get played on turn 4 or turn 5, really, all that often.
5: The thing is, though, um, for for Sealed, and especially at the pre-release, remember that the landslot in the Dragon's Maze boosters is being replaced with either um, a a gate or a shock. And since the gates are the common ones...
0: Or a maze's end, yeah.
5: Yeah, or... um, (laughs) Or a gate-getter. Or a maze's end, otherwise known as a gate. Um, yeah, because because it makes gates. But uh so yeah, you're going to have gates, whether or not they're in your colors is another thing entirely. But if you if you get enough good um, gatekeepers, I can see you. You know, even putting in one more gate, even if it's just
0: hello, Please. hello,
5: hi, hello. You did I
3: there? drop there off?
0: Oh, sorry. I did. Okay. Yeah, uh, and I was
1: or, muted. I was like, uh no, it was just Mike. And nobody could hear me because I was muted.
0: Okay, what were you saying, Mike?
5: Um, I don't something about the ages. I can't remember. <laughs> uh, I, I don't. I don't know when I fell
2: off the call.
1: It was only like the last few seconds ago. Yeah.
2: yeah. I was probably done with my sentence. There will be gates if you want gates. The question yeah. is whether or not you think the upside from cards like this are going to justify running so many come in tap lands.
0: Yeah. I do think it's going to be some interesting tension where. You get to like turn seven and you've got a gate and you haven't drawn another gate yet. And you, you've got one, maybe two of these in your hand and you're trying to go for max value, but you're starting to get to the point where you need to play bodies. And how long do you hold out? I think there's yeah. going to be some tension there.
5: Yeah. Don't, don't fall into the kicker
0: trap. Yeah. That's the
5: worst kicker like, trap yeah. you're ever going to see. Yeah. <laughs> where, where, where you feel like you have to pay. Uh, the kicker in order to make the the card good. No, yeah. you don't absolutely have to get you don't absolutely have to get the gate trigger to make the card good. No, if it's gonna keep you in the game,
0: that means the card is you know pretty good. Yeah, sometimes sometimes you just need a guy. But the the allure every player play, feels this the allure of getting the max value out of your cards yep. is strong. And what's gonna happen is you're gonna have that feeling like I'm gonna play this and next turn I'm gonna draw a gate. And maybe that'll happen, but sometimes you just you just have to get out there.
2: Mm-hmm. One other thing to note is that a two-four just by itself could mean a lot more if you're like in Simic, because you run creatures for a four on either side in Simic, and even if you don't get the gate, you're still triggering your evolve. Or in the case of the white one, you know you've got a guy who's probably going to survive a battalion swing, and there's just a like, same with the red even, like a 2-4 is probably gonna make it through a battalion swing, and just having guys that can survive that attack is pretty helpful.
0: Yep. And battalion is a thing, so. Alright, shall we proceed to the other mono-colored cards now?
1: Yeah, the other, See. what, three? <laughs> right. Yes.
0: Yeah. So, Blood Scrivener. <laughs> it's
1: like Bob for, Zombie.
0: Bob Zombie. Uh, for one and a black. It is a two one zombie wizard, and it's rare and it has to do with drawing cards and it lets you draw more cards at loss of life. Bob, um, <laughs> if you would if you would draw a card while you have no cards in hand, instead draw two cards and lose one life. So that's pretty good if you're playing something where you're just gonna empty your hand. And then hopefully he won't die like on, you know, before you get a chance to untap and draw, but that's pretty good. And then you, in theory, play out those cards and maybe the second one is like an Opal Lake Gatekeeper or, or some sort of cantrip and you get two more cards. This is, this is very, very good. Um, the fact that it's a two one for two is aggressively costed. The fact that it's a zombie. There's so many good things with Innistar block right now. Turn one grave crawler, turn two blood scrivener, turn three, opponent goes blah. Um, it's actually kinda nice that we don't have Phyrexian mana right now because I could say I could see like play all this stuff, draw another two cards. So it's harder sure to always
1: get- good that we don't have Phyrexian mana.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that should probably be a blanket statement. You remember Phyrexian mana? Yeah. You glad we don't have it right now? Mm, yeah. I don't
2: miss any of the mechanics from
0: that block. I miss. What's the one that didn't suck? I miss, uh, Proliferate. Oh, yeah, there you go. Oh,
1: okay, yeah. alright, I'll give you oh. that one.
0: Proliferate was fun. <laughs> um. Although, Rouse Eric, maybe I don't miss it so much. Uh, okay. Oh, yeah, uh, that's, that's the Scrivener. Anybody else got anything to say about it?
1: I, I like the Bob Zombie. He's, uh. He's not. He's narrow enough to not be ridiculous, mm-hmm. but he doesn't hurt you that bad, you know? Yeah. Very suicide black. Yeah. But Stop it's your hand, keep on going. It it's a fair suicide black, you know. It's not yeah. like throw all the cards all the time. It's if you're out, have a spare and lose a life. Whatever.
3: Yeah.
5: And and now I don't have to hold a land in my hand and fake like I have something going on.
3: I can just
5: <laughs> play it and get more cards. And actually play the game like I want to do. <laughs> this is this is the perfect kind of card for me in several of my
0: decks. Why don't you just marry it?
5: Because that's not
1: legal in North Carolina.
0: Give it oh. time. Well, North Carolina, no.
1: <laughs>
0: but maybe somewhere else. <laughs> Wait, Carolina. is it legal to
1: marry an undead person in any state? I mean, other than, uh, New York?
0: Well, I was gonna go with, you know, the fact that it's a cardboard object. Not New
1: York. Where, uh, uh, uh Which
2: Delaware? state do you have the least listeners in? Cause it's that one. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Send us an email if you can marry a dead person in your state or province or town.
2: Or Send that to jack at mtgcast.com.
3: <laughs> oh,
0: no, that's only for nude photos. Okay. Next. Um, wow, I should have taken the next card, but that's okay. Somebody else can tell us about it, and I'll take over for the next ten minutes. I'm
1: pretty sure Mike has to read this one, right? All yes. Right. Yeah, uh, maybe, maybe since
5: um, we're not doing... Uh, a red enchantment for you make the card that gave me this instead a little bit <laughs> this one only this one doesn't suck like normal red enchantments do um, it's, it's actually pretty interesting possibility storm costs two red and three for an enchantment and it's rare whenever a player casts a spell from his or her hand that player exiles it and then exiles cards from the top of his or her library until he or she exiles a card that shares a card type with it so this is any spell remember that player may cast that card without paying its mana cost. Then uh, he or she puts all cards exiled with Possibility Storm on the bottom of his or her library in a random order. And cards exiled with Possibility Storm also includes the very first thing it exiled, the spell you started casting in the first place. That's important. Yeah. So you cast a spell, and it turns into something else.
0: This reminds me so much of Knowledge Pool from the sense of you play a spell, and you might get a spell, but the one thing you're not going to get is the original spell, unless you just happen to have another copy of that in your deck. Um, but the problem is, well, not, not the problem with this, I really was so excited for Knowledge Pool because I'm one of those chaotic wizard guys. Knowledge Pool is so frustrating to play because there's so much going on with it. Um... It, it actually plays kind of miserable I, if, if it's anyone's favorite car out there I don't mean to diss it but my experience with it from someone that was really looking forward to it from the minute we spoiled it I was like yeah this is going to be great I need four copies of this is uh, it's, it sounds great but then once you're it's in play it's so much to keep track of This seems a little... This seems more straightforward. It's still that same chaotic concept of you play a spell, you get another random spell, and you have the possibility of maybe setting up shenanigans with the fact that it has to share a card type, so maybe, like, you only have one or two of a particular card type in the deck. But... but it's still that potential for a crazy, wacky, hijinks, polymorphish. Somebody in the forums for the, uh, for this on Salvation said, hey look, it's polymorph for spells.
2: So you know what you're gonna do with this, right?
0: No. You're,
2: you're finally gonna cast Tibolt. No. <laughs> Come on, it's already red. You've already yeah. got a double red. You're right there. Yeah, t- Tybalt into Nickel Bolas? That's a cool trick.
0: Tybalt into Nickel Bolas.
2: Be the
4: best trade up ever.
0: Wow! Yeah,
4: yeah. I mean, I just, I'd, I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> Whenever we were going over this, my thought was Brian, Brian, Brian,
3: <laughs> and it's because
4: it's like okay. I re- from my point of view, I'm like if I want to play a spell, I want to play that spell. I'm not just like, eh, I'll play this little spell and maybe and we'll see what and happens. See what and see what
0: happens. Spin, <laughs> spin the wheel, Dirk. Spin the
4: wheel. <laughs> Cause in my case what would happen is be like, I really want to play this, this really awesome creature and then I play, and then I'll get like, a Timberwatch elf. elf. Or I'll get like, I'll get like some dumb card. That's like, okay, of all the cards I could have gotten, this was the last one I wanted. <laughs> but that's of course how my luck runs with stuff like that.
1: Yeah, Mike will be about 60-40 awesome to dumb.
0: He's going to turn over a demon and kill himself with
1: it. Yeah, pretty much. He'll be like, Rectos, damn it!
2: Why did you even put Phage in that deck, son? Yeah, that's
5: that's what I was going to say. I'm going to go to cast my awesome demon and then flip Phage. I'm like, well, thanks.
2: Note that this is a player, so you can totally get this on your opponent.
0: We, we even covered a demon last time. The, uh, the crazy, you know, knock your opponent to one thing, and we didn't talk about how it's gonna screw Mike, because he's gonna play it and somebody's gonna, like, commandeer it and kill him. So.
2: They're gonna get it with that, um, gatekeeper.
0: <laughs> bring out your dead. Mike's. Bring out your dead right. mics. Yeah, I don't know Back why to the that made it itself. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um. somebody pointed out somewhere that I heard, I can't remember where now, so I apologize.
0: <laughs> right. I don't know if I believe him anymore.
1: That, uh, the way you build this is you build your deck with like creatures and stuff, and it says a player, so that works for everybody. Yeah. So, You play it against somebody who's got lots of conditional instants in their deck. And they're like, counter that. Whoops, I don't get to counter that. Fog. Damn it. Well, you're like creature. Oh look, it's a creature. Ah So that it tilts slightly (laughs) in your favor.
5: Yeah, that that is a really interesting thought in a really consist in a in a consistent, you know, aggro type deck, you bring it in against control and totally screw up all of their removal and counter magic (laughs) and even their creatures.
0: Which is what Red yeah. wants to do. I yeah. do, I, and I appreciate shooing, mentioning that since we hadn't pointed out the fact yet that it does work symmetrically, so.
1: Whoever it was that said this said that you go, my brain is saying Chris Lansdell, but I swear I don't think we just did this last night, but maybe we did, I don't remember. But they go, counter that, whoops, flip, 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 Sphinx's Revelation for Zero. Son of a- <laughs> And then you win twice.
0: <laughs> and then they yeah. try to flash flashback. Uh, oh, well, I guess you do, when you do flashback, you still get that card. because Yeah, this says yeah, it's yeah only which is actually
3: you nice, because it. it means you you can put
2: flashback in your deck and then still have some control over whatever you're doing after you've resolved it, provided case, you already have cards in the yard.
0: Snapcaster Mage didn't have enough to do lately, so I'm so glad they made a card <laughs> that caters to him. I'm just kidding, Bill.
5: <laughs> but then you're like, Snapcaster Oh, uh, flip, 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 auger ball off.
0: Other <laughs> <Well>, bullets <okay. laughs> <Agrobolus> revealing nothing. <laughs> awesome. So, next! Hey look! It's Dark's turn and there's a green creature.
1: And this guy's good as
4: Alright, Renegade Crassus. For one and two green, it's a, it's a beast mutant that's rare and it's a 3-2 with evolve. When Renegade Crassus evolves, put a plus one plus one counter on each other creature you control with a plus one plus one counter on it.
1: Whee like a boss. Uh I What was the the,
0: what
4: was the oh what was it? It was the the pre release it was their guild card that came out that whenever she what was it, she evolved? She drew a card she she evolved, she drew a card. There was something one other one in in that that had the sort of same thing that if this evolves, every other thing gets a plus one, plus one counter? Wasn't there? No. No. It wasn't? Oh, well, if my says no. it's not. Well, here it is not. now. Yeah, now it is now. Yeah, that's right. <laughs>
0: uh, I, I, I like the card. I don't get the flavor. If it's a renegade, why is it... The, the art matches the name. It's a renegade. It's busting out. It's like, you're not going to experiment on me anymore. And then its ability is like... Everybody let's all join forces and get stronger together. Um, so I don't get it from a flavor perspective, but uh, from a mechanic perspective, well, I'm like, yeah, I guess I mean.
4: sort of a way of, of thinking about it is that you know if there's a renegade it usually burns you know it goes and it just destroys all the stuff and it leaves everything else alone because it went and killed everything. So everyone else is like, five minute break okay. let's let's evolve some. Maybe he's just forcing evolution on things because it's
2: not optional. All those guys yeah. are getting counters, whether they like it or not. You are growing another leg.
3: <laughs> Become a fish, damn it.
4: <laughs> Have some lungs. I said lungs.
0: Hmm, needs more crab. <laughs> so, I just... It's its kind of a weird concept for me for a beast. I don't know. Okay.
1: But he's so cute. Look, he's so happy. He's like rawr.
2: He's all like, "I'm going to eat you, and then I'm going to use the mouth tentacle to eat you properly."
0: (laughs) He he is he's a little um, Audrey, isn't he? Yeah, I love it. I'm a bad mother um, (laughs) out of space.
1: Okay, so moving on. Yes. Multi gatekeeper, We did the worm. It looks like we got some split cards. Yep. Yeah. Everyone, (laughs) twist your head accordingly. (laughs)
0: <laughs> hey Bill, yeah. how are, how are you feeling today, Bill?
1: Uh, well, I'm alive.
3: Good.
2: If I've got another white, I guess I'm well as well. So, all right, alive and well. Split card. Wow. Um, yeah, it was terrible. Um, so left side, three and a green sorcery, alive. Put a three-three green centaur creature token onto the battlefield. So, populate friendly and of all friendly. Well, for just a white, you gain two life for each creature you control. And of course, you can fuse them if you do the proper
0: dance. So. I have earrings. That's how i only though. get a
2: late fusion. So yeah, how do you like the completely unrelated art on each side of this?
0: They don't have to be related. Well, a I lot know, of these like actually. It, it
2: feels very different.
0: Yeah, somebody somebody mentioned. I don't know if it was in these forums. I've been on Salvation just to kind of. I, oh, I, you bastard! I'm I have
5: Oh, you might be. I think you might be about to mention a comment that
0: Jar's made. Okay, probably. So, well, I I was just going to say about the Salvation Force. I just like hearing a lot of different points about the cards. And there, you know, a lot of, a lot of people say the same thing. Wow, this is terrible. Wow, this is great. Wait until we get to some of the other ones. People are like, this is the best thing ever. Man, it sucks. Um, (laughs) but, but yeah, I think it was Jars that said that he felt like the art for well was actually kind of something that harkened back to like the early days of magic where it was very simple. Yeah. And, and a very simple con uh context and, and um Yeah. I think it's nice. Uh-huh.
2: I, I do think... like how you know, first if you just play the well half, it's very straight up life gain, but you're probably gonna gain a lot of life out of it. Like two per creature is actually gonna be pretty significant when you've got all these big butt guys or populate going on. Yeah. For just a white.
0: I think um with all these I like to try and figure out which half I'm gonna be casting more if I can't do both. And I think for a three three for four is not bad on the curve. I mean that's that's already pretty good. Um whereas so I don't know like if I've got the chance on turn four, if the game is just kind of going along and I'm not too far behind, I'm probably just gonna go ahead and and cast it just to get my guy. Uh-huh. Well, that's
5: that's really, uh, nowadays, and especially in green-white, you would only do that if you have no other creatures to play, because you can do a lot better for four mana right now, even at Common and yeah. Uncommon.
2: Well, bearing in mind that they need something to populate, so they might be holding other cards that also need to come out sooner. I, I did a lot of dumb stuff with Selesnia just to get tokens out to start my deck.
0: That is both very good points. Excellent Five points to Dirk and ten points to Gryffindor. Wait, Dirk didn't say anything.
3: Nope, uh, neither
2: did Gryffindor. <laughs> so, I think that's about all there is for Alive and Well.
3: Yeah. Okay.
0: Chewy. Yo! Are I guess you we, don't it, have buddy? To, we don't have to follow these this order if somebody sees the card they really like, but you are the last person to go in this rotation. So...
1: Let's see, we didn't do... The one uh, next to the terrible wasn't this a John Candy movie?
0: Probably. I don't really know who's John Candy. What? <laughs> I just wanted to get a rise out of you. Oh, it's terrible.
1: That is awful. Get off my show. <laughs> <laughs> now I have to arm. So it's armed and dangerous. It is. It's John Candy and Meg Ryan.
0: What the hell, dude? Oh wow! Wait, John Candy made a movie without David Spade.
1: Oh, with oh. Eugene Levy, where there were security guards, I've seen this. It's uh, it's kind of bad. It's like eighties dumb comedy bad, so it's okay. not so bad.
0: For some reason, I, I don't don't ask me why, but I got thinking about um, stop or my mom will shoot, and it occurred to me, <laughs> it felt like there was a lot more freedom back in the eighties. And like early nineties to just make bad movies. I wonder if the cost of movies has just gone up to the point where they can't just make bad movies. I mean, we still get bad movies, but I'm talking bad. What?
2: I think most of those scripts went to made for TV now.
0: I guess so. But yeah, you still see bad movies. I yeah. still see bad movies, but not kind of the like fun. Just like, hey, here's a Chuck Norris movie, just to have the heck of it. You know, like. This one's of you know his police ho- he's a police officer he's got a dog he you know wacky hijinks you know I mean, instead let's put
4: Arnold Schwarzenegger in a in an elementary school this would be great this would be great yeah.
0: <laughs> now now it, it's it's more like thirty two Jump Street or thirty one or whatever I don't know it, it's more of like the intentional <laughs> comedy instead of the like I don't I'm know I don't know the fact that I'm,
2: Hulk Hogan isn't acting anymore.
0: T- now, to
1: be fair, uh, Brian, they do still make movies like the remake of Evil Dead and the Twilight movies. So bad movies are still out there.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: <laughs> they just have more budget. But anyway, back to the card. Armed and dangerous. Armed, it's uncommon. Armed is the red half for one and a red. It's a sorcery. Target creature gets plus one, plus one, and gains double strike until end of turn. Uh-huh. And dangerous for three and a green. All creatures able to block target creature this turn do so. So, you can either, like, if you're going to fuse them, because you can fuse it, of course, for, uh, what is it, four red-green, you there there are two blatantly obvious things to do. There's swing with your uh, double-strike guy and someone else, and make all of his guys block your double-strike guy so that he hits them all. And, you know, hurts them all. Or, you swing with the double strike guy, or the double strike guy and someone else, and you make all of his creatures block someone else so that your double strike guy can get in and mess up his face. And probably kill them. Yeah. Those are the two. I think the uh, nearness to lethality is what this determines how you do that and how far behind you are.
0: Yeah. So. This is definitely, definitely gonna be one of those kind of come out of nowhere and you're dead cards.
1: Uh, yeah. And it's uncommon, so damn.
0: Lure effects in general, like we are talking about back in Return to Ravnica, you know, with the Golgari decoy and those sorts of things, pretty strong. You throw in the whole, hey, this creature can gain double strike, and it's pretty crazy. Still, I think of the two I'll probably cast armed more than dangerous, just because it's that effect for two mana... I, shouldn't that effect cost more than two mana? I just, I feel like maybe Probably it's, not at sorcery speed. Not at uh, sorcery speed. No. Like, a
5: assault strobe only costs one red.
0: That was... That's sorcery. true. Oh, well, this is plus one plus one, which can, which with double strike is basically plus two plus one at least. Yeah, it, so, it,
2: it is, it is, uh, very good.
0: Yeah. By itself.
2: I think it's so, about the right price for that. Ignoring the dangerous half entirely. Like, I would strongly consider playing that in a normal red deck if I was short on burn. But, hey, we get Dangerous tacked on, so awesome.
0: There you go. All right. Okay, we talked about Beck and Call last time because, dang, mm-hmm. we and did not talk about the next one.
1: And Breaking and Entering is the launch party card? Or the launch promo card? Yeah. Uh
5: Yes, it is. Um, breaking and Entering... I'm going to go ahead and do it, if we're not sure. in any order. Uh, the breaking half is uh, blue and black. It's a sorcery. Target player puts the top eight cards of his or her library into his or her graveyard. So eight cards, that's, that's good. You can do better if that's so good.
0: It's almost once.
5: Yeah. The entering half is four, a black, and a red. And it's a sorcery. Put a creature card from a graveyard onto the battlefield under your control. It gains haste until end of turn. So that's cool. So that's very sweet. Yeah, rip anything out of someone's graveyard. And you don't even have to give it up at the end of the turn. You get to keep it. That's the
1: part of that course, got me.
5: Yeah. And, of course, when you fuse them, um, you get to do both. Now, here's something interesting. The reason entering doesn't uh, target the card you get is because um, if it did and you fused it, you'd have to pick the target before you did the mill or yeah. breaking, And that would be unintuitive and super lame. So so instead, it doesn't target, and you just pick which creature as the spell is resolving.
0: Yeah, that wouldn't really have the same synergy to Fuse mm-hmm. as a lot of these other ones. I like yeah. this one. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I enjoy it. It's pretty freaking sick. I, I, I really like it.
0: I Give think...
2: It that little bit of reach, too.
0: I think I'll probably cast Entering more than Breaking. I know it's more expensive, which kind of goes against what I've been saying so far, but unless I'm trying to mill them out or unless I'm milling myself, because breaking does say target player, yeah. which you need to keep in mind, It's pro- I'm probably just going to go, hey, that's a nice card in your graveyard. Either you had to discard it or I had to go to some links to kill it. I'm going to take it now. Or yeah. entering probably-
1: is just the more, it's more useful in a broad sense. Like, breaking right. is very specific. Yeah. Whereas creatures in graveyards, give me that, it gets haste. Okay, fine, yeah, you know.
3: So by the time
2: you've got six mana, they've probably lost at least one thing worth taking, or you have, for that matter.
3: Yeah. Right. Yeah.
2: yeah, hopefully something has happened in the game at that point. <laughs> you don't hopefully. necessarily need to break your way to entering.
0: Sometimes the door's just open. But in which case it's not breaking, well... okay. I'm sometimes right a
1: cigar <laughs> is just a cigar. <laughs> sometimes it's just trespassing.
0: <laughs> sometimes it's Monica Lewinsky. Oh, there's another dated reference that some people won't get.
2: Oh, we're old... Next. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Be kind, rewind.
0: <laughs> oh.
4: Alright. Uh, the next one is bre- uh, Bread for the Hunt. Yeah. One green and a blue. It's a uncommon enchantment. Whenever a creature you control with a plus one plus one counter on it deals combat damage to a player, you may draw a card. Scrolls for everyone.
1: Yeah. I, really I really
0: don't get what this has to do with loaves of bread. Are they hungry?
1: Well, yeah, clearly, because it's the best thing since sliced bread. So, hmm. no, that was bad. I'm sorry. I'll cut it
0: that. It wasn't. I, I mean, I took us down a dark path. Yes, yeah, so.
1: I'll cut that whole thing later. Don't worry about it.
0: So, is, okay, is guys, we can them, get back is from the kind of like like strong or what? <laughs> so yay, <laughs> there, there's the very. They're only got to leave
1: it all in. <laughs>
0: huh. They're continuing the theme of yay guys with plus one plus one counters. I mean, we saw that with. The crisis that doesn't make any sense thematically, renegade, whatever. Um.
3: Yeah, unfortunately,
0: it's
2: a non-creature in a Simic deck, so it's gonna have a hard time fighting its way in.
0: Maybe, but it's such a strong effect. If, if yeah. all your stuff has that, oh, yeah. or if you've got spells like, um, what's that for one in a green, untapped target creature, put a plus one plus one counter on it, that if you've got anything like that to just put plus one plus one counters on, Ivy Lane Denizen, uh, then, you know, then this can get pretty good. Yeah. So, but, yeah, it has to go right deck.
2: And they have to already have the counter. It can't just be an evolved creature, so make sure you've already got counters. We.
0: We. Yay. All right, last week I said that, um, that the deputy of acquittals was my job. Well, now, for every defense lawyer, I guess we have to have a judge. Or three. So... Council of the Absolute. Um, for two, a white and a blue. Human Advisor, and it's a 2-4. It's, it's a 2-4 for four. Wow. It's on the same level as the Gatekeepers, uh, only it's mythic. Um, as Council of the Absolute enters the battlefield, name a card other than a creature or land card. Your opponents can't cast cards with the chosen name. Spells with the chosen name you cast cost too less to cast. Well, Mike. Yes. What if it costs too less or you can't cast it at all?
5: <laughs> Those are two completely different questions, Brian.
0: I kind of missed the fact that it said other than creature or land. I, first time I read it, I just thought it was non-land. Um, so it's kind of interesting you can't say like Braggtus or Geist of St. Draft or whatever.
2: Council yeah. of the Absolute. Aw. Whoops.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's part of the point. Being able to say Thrag, Tusk, or, catch, or would just be way too easy.
0: Yeah. So I think this is strong, especially when you name something like Sphinx's Revelation, or you name, like, a, a Sweeper to just keep them from being able to play it. Like, if you know that the only thing that can beat your deck is um, Day of Judgment, you just name Day of Judgment. Yeah. So... Um, I mean I think it's pretty interesting I shenanigans, shenanigans doing it to to make your stuff cost less is great I can see playing it in limited where you just like you you know that you've got something you want it to be cheaper, although again you can't name a creature but um and then yeah. you you get to fight for cheaper yeah eh, seems good
2: yeah, I'm pretty sure it exists mainly for Sphinx's revelation because that's what they white blue mirror matches turned it
0: isn't, into yeah. I think <laughs> so
2: this, you get extra life and cards and they get nothing.
0: I think this is the first one. No, we we mentioned the demon last time, but it looks like every guild has a mythic card. A mythic rare card. We talked about the demon that can set somebody's life to one before. And we'll get to a couple others later. Yeah. Um but this pretty much embodies white and blue. Yeah. You can't do that. But I can and when I do it costs less. It really, to me, it harkened back to um, the former pa- power room of the guild. Um, well, or, uh, Augustine wasn't the power room. That's yeah. right. Well, I'm sorry, the gar- the guild leader. Yeah. He wasn't the original, but his ability to go when you play spells they cost more, when I play spells they cost less. Neener, neener, boo boo. So,
1: except this is way less of a jerk.
0: Yes. Well, it says you can't cast it at all, although it doesn't slow down all your spells. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Hmm. Speaking ooh, ooh. I think livers. I should read this one. Okay.
1: Because this is crazy. Telephone. Telephone. Exava, Rakdos Blood Witch. For two, a black and a red. She is a human cleric, although she doesn't look very human. Hmm. She's the, More uh... clericy. cleric yeah, she doesn't look very clericy y or human
4: <laughs> She's kind of scantily clad for a cleric.
1: Yeah, I'm, she looks sort of like Medusa Warrior. What the hell, dude? <laughs> or, I'm sorry, Gorgon Warrior. Huh. I think she looks That's more like a
0: headdress. This
2: is what clerics are like when you pick them up in clubs.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so this Maybe is like for- Friday Night Cleric. <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah! Like uh, the hair and everything else fall down.
1: Got her hair did. Got her short pants. Anyway, she's going out tonight. <laughs> and then <you laughs> leather leg huts. can say otherwise. Anyway, anyway, what she does? She's oh, she's more the old Ragnos.
5: references. Do what said more old references. <laughs> That's gonna
1: be
2: what we do now.
1: She's uh she's the Ragnos champion, so she's legendary. She's a three three. She has first strike, haste, and unleash. Now, if you stop right there. That's pretty freaking good. Yeah. I mean, a 3-3 three, three with haste and unleash, so a 4-4 four, four, haste for 4, that's good. You throw first strike in, that's badass. That's but a painful then...
2: thing to block. You what? That's a very painful thing to block.
1: Exactly, but then you throw in each other creature you control with a plus-one, plus-one counter on it has haste. Now, what that really says is everything that you unleash from now on has haste, and yep. that's ridiculous.
5: Yeah, So Splatterthug is a 3-3 with first strike and (laughs) haste.
0: I think this girl (laughs) would have... I think she would have been playable without the first strike. And with the first strike, it's just like... So the fact that she becomes a 4-4 with first strike and that ability for all the other stuff, thats I mean, that's great too. Plus, like we said, hey, look, plus one, plus one counters, whether they're unleashed or not, Great. Uh, what's the, what's the sky swallower type thing where it's the X green blue, uh, when it... what's it called? Nimbus? Smaller? Nimbus? Yeah, something like that. Nimbus like that. thing. It's like, hey, I've got a 4-4 with line that has haste. That seems good. I realize that's four color, but yeah. you <laughs> that's
2: idea. what hey, haste yeah. that is all about. <laughs>
0: <Hey>. <laughs> We'll get to oh, I thought of I thought of another creature with plus one plus one counters, but we'll come to that one later. Yep. We're not we're not to that one yet.
2: So maybe I'm just imagining this, but I want to say that when they first started talking about stuff for Ravnica, that they wanted Rakdos things that are unleashed at haste, but they decided it was either too much or they wanted some way to interact, and they thought tokens were a better way to remember what was unleashed and what wasn't. Or the counters, and that's sort of why they just stuck with counters for that, because you couldn't remember every creature at haste. I don't know. Instead that. of the ability to block, and I think this just sort of is the ultimate evolution of well, now you remember, and they get haste. So.
3: Huh?
5: Oh yeah, I, I think I do remember reading that. Yeah, one of the original ideas was they have haste and they can't block. But Bill's right; there were memory issues. That's why they didn't do it that way. So they marked it with a counter instead of getting
1: haste. How do you like that sword she's got? Pretty freaking nuts. That's pretty cool. I like the, the, like, curved blade in her other hand, too. Yeah, she's arm the... T- I think this is for fun. No, I think it's, they're both for both, actually. Well, they are Rectos, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Let's not oh. go to that club.
0: Same thing.
1: So who, hey Bill, it's been a minute since you read one, hasn't it? Sure. You should probably read the next one. Let's okay. Take
0: Because it's so pretty this good. This would
1: be Far and Away. Yep.
2: All right, so Far and Away, Uncommon Split Card. Start with Far, the blue half. One and a blue. Return target creature to its owner's hand, and it's an instant. So you get all the fun of a slightly overpriced unsummon. but if we've learned anything, two mana to bounce whatever their guy is in a format full of counters and nonsense is fine. It gets rid of tokens, it gets guys reset, it makes the Golgari Guild very sad. It does all kinds of great stuff for you. It also resets some things.
5: And protect your guys. And oh, keep going.
2: Yeah, and then we can go over to the away half, unless Mike has something else from far. Uh, I was gonna go ahead and say, and
5: since one half of the split card has a converted mana cost of two, it passes, and it's an instant. It passes
2: the ice Scepter test. Dun dun dun. We are talking about old stuff. Um, and then there's the away half. <laughs> two in a black, also an instant, because I don't think any of these actually cross the threshold of instant and sorcery. But regardless. The way half, two in a black instant, target player sacrifices a creature. So now you can do something pretty nasty of they've got two guys. You choose which one they have to cast again and which one they just lose. Or you can obviously use this in the middle of combat to
0: completely screw them all right.
2: kinds of havoc on the board. <laughs> well, well no, you don't choose the creature that gets
5: sacrificed. They just have to do it. Right. And the other one get, gets bounced before they choose.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: How many times have you held on to the devour flesh or the um, what's the one that costs three but you gain the life um, these sort of edict effects how many times have you held on to that and they've got a creature you want to kill and they just won't go down to one creature and it drives you crazy that is one of the, to me that's one of the worst feelings in the world where like you're holding an answer but they're never going to pick the one you want far and away just gets around that so easily and yeah they may have more than two creatures but that's a matter of anytime you're dealing with more than one of their creatures they're probably going to be getting pretty far behind anyway Mm -hmm. but then this has the ability to just go yeah
5: I like it. Yeah this might end up replacing either Barter and Blood or Devour and Flesh in my standard deck right now because I've definitely run into the Devour Flesh problem that you were just
3: talking about several times.
0: Uh it's up to you. I'm because this kind of fills some of the same hole as Barter and Blood and it's actually less intense black intensive, mm-hmm. I might re- replace that one first. Yeah. Um just because Devour Flesh is cheaper. But that's totally your call. Hey, Mike and I went to Friday night magic, but we'll have to talk about that like during final thoughts I guess. So we've got cards to do. We like the next card. Yeah, next. It's all card. green. Both sides of it are green. Green.
1: Hey, Dirk, I think that's a hint. I thought he was gonna,
4: I thought he was gonna wait and give me give and take, but, oh, I'll take, uh, flesh, blood.
0: Hell, do them both. <laughs> okay. Sure. Flesh, and blood. And Go for it. <laughs> flesh and blood. Flo- There's Flo- always an and.
4: Flesh and blood. Alright. Flesh For blood three, black and like green. Skin crawl. <laughs> it's a rare sorcery. <laughs> Exile target creature card from a graveyard. Put X plus one plus one counters on target creature where X is the power of the card you exiled. Any graveyard. I didn't notice that the first
0: time. I, yeah, from a graveyard, crap. so yeah. Scavenge something from an opponent's <clears throat> graveyard or your own, you know. It's my yeah. mind There's always... Angel of
2: Serenity, you plan
4: on reanimating. <laughs> my mind always It goes is a sorcery.
0: It is a sorcery, so keep that in mind.
4: Yeah, yeah. I was thinking about the biggest creature that could possibly be in the graveyard, so like the 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 sky swallower or the uh, the cloud scraper, <laughs> oh. and it's like, oh yeah, well here you have a whole lot of tokens, plus plus one plus one counters. That is, all right. Blood for a red and a green, uh, rare sorcery. Target creature you gain. Target creature you control deals combat damage. Deals damage equal to its power to target creature or player. That's not combat damage. Deals damage equal to its power
0: to target creature or player. It, it's a one-sided fight, only it can also hit players, so. And it's fight. like a fling, <laughs> but you don't have to sacrifice it.
1: Wasn't there something else that did this that we used to... Souls Fire?
0: Souls Fire costs two and a red.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And it, it, has, it's it has that awkward clause on there of like, the creature has to still be in play when this resolves this doesn't have to well it's a, it's a no it well um.
5: it still has to be around cuz the creature No no, no it yeah. doesn't so it'll it'll so use no? last known information Oh you're right you're right you're right Ah
3: uh-huh. so yes. yeah Sweet.
5: the reason soul's fire had that weird wording was because it actually made the creature do the damage instead of the spell mm. That's why soul's fire deals deals dam- does target The Target way?
0: creature you control deals damage
5: Oh wait yeah i think this yeah. is just soul's fire Okay so i guess soul's fire was
0: just weird Okay but yeah, so this is pretty good. Maybe Brian has been telling lies. I read Soulfire. Dance marionettes dance. Uh, this card is weird. This card is crazy.
1: This card is it. weird. It says, "Target creature you control on the battlefield deals oh. damage equal to its power to target creature or player." That's weird. What does this say? So this it is doesn't is have correct. the on the battlefield part. Hmm. That's really That's strange. This it was just weird.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. So. So anyway, yeah, this is pretty cool. And even without flesh, you're just like, alright, it's a it's a it's a removal spell, so boom. And it can hit them in the face. So it's pretty cool. And of course, you know, it can be redirected from a player to a planeswalker. So this is good. Dirk said something when he was reading this that nobody else had done before. Um, he went through all of Flesh, and then he went through all of Blood, and he mentioned that Blood was a rare. And for one second, I imagined a split card where one card was rare and one card was uncommon, and I was like... (laughs) (laughs) What if
2: How would you price that? Oh, you know, it's like Flesh and Take. What?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Away and Blood.
3: Flesh away.
2: Give Blood the Red Cross card. (laughs)
5: Wouldn't that be interesting if um, if each half had its own rarity and they would show up randomly paired with
3: one another?
0: Yeah, and that's what up I'm in saying. The that, that's what I'm saying. What if, oh, what if you made all the split cards and then kind of like Mike may have been make, making this point, so I don't want to carry it too far, but what if like, they literally made all the halves for this and the card that you got was a random pairing of any one side and any other side? except that it wasn't the same card twice.
2: Guys, this is getting a little inceptiony, and we're not even to Sherazot yet.
0: I'm thinking, like, you know, uh Beck and Entering.
2: <laughs> the names just keep getting weirder and worse. I think it
5: could be the same... I think being the same card would make it really interesting, especially when fusing. Imagine casting Away Away, that'd be hot. Instant away spirit. Away?
2: Yeah. It costs Actually, six, it's, but it's, it's... Oh, not it's, even caring which half of the card is there, just
1: straight up.
0: <laughs> yeah. Then I can say call, 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 and call.
1: I'm I'm pretty sure the worst combination would be flesh and entering. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> you had to work for that one, didn't you? I was scrolling around, going, "Come on, there's got to be something funny here." Oh, there it is.
0: Alive in blood. Take um, flesh.
1: <laughs> take flesh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to the next one. Go to the next one. <laughs> take away. This card is yeah, awesome. So we are
0: having entirely too much fun with for, this. For Send seven us a For seven mana,
1: for, for seven mana Flesh and Blood says that guy is probably dead. I hope. Yeah. Or yeah, uh, yeah. somebody's doing something wrong.
0: So, Dark, are you going to tell us this other one yep, that you want? the other
1: one is give and take.
4: For two and a green, uh it's an uncommon sorcery. Put three plus one plus one counters on target creature. All right, not too bad. And then you have take... Which is to the blue, remove all plus one plus one counters from target creature you control, draw that many cards. So essentially for, you can, for six, you can draw three cards.
0: Or potentially more, but at least three. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so what take says is, or what, when you fuse it together, at the bare minimum, it says, if you control a creature, draw three cards. Yeah. Yeah. Mm hmm. And that's, that's like, the least that can happen when you fuse
0: them. Well, I don't know. Actually, you you may go put three plus one plus one counters on this one guy and then remove this one counter from this other guy to replace this card and keep my big guy and keep, like, a bigger guy.
1: Build your own cantrip. Build your own cantrip. I don't know.
4: I still think Um, what it says is, in an evolved deck... Put all your counters on this thing, remove it, draw a bunch of cards, play this, and make your guy evolve some more. Yeah. So the creature that you took all the counters off of, you well, can start making him evolve again.
0: This does cost six to fuse, so...
4: Yeah. it's uh, a bit Take much. all the take all the counters off
5: your renegade Crassus, and now he's tiny, and start evolving him again, or all, and all your other guys keep getting
4: bigger and bigger. Uh, like the... Ad again, Mike. the... What was her name? The, the promo card that you got with the guild pack. The Fathom, Fathom Mage. Mage. Yeah, the Fathom Mage. Because she's like dirt cheap and everything, so you start throwing counters, and all right, then you start dirt drawing cards again. The cards.
0: I would like to draw six cards, please. <laughs> I'm not sure which <laughs> habit, given give and take. I would I would expect to cast more. Almost on the face, maybe just give to just nothing else. You know, make it big guy. But sometimes all you need is more cards, so...
2: I think not, give takes less setup.
0: Yeah, give give us a little more straightforward. So, all right, it is kind con- is it is come the time has come to you know make someone think on of other the things quit and 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 curse our name and never come back depending on how we do this next card of shoes this is, and ships and sealing wax. This is the goblin test pilot huh? for one and a blue and a red. It is a goblin wizard. It is uncommon. It is a zero two with flying and you tap it. Goblin test pilot deals two damage to target creature or player chosen at random. Wow. Before before Mike or I or Bill say anything, because we have all talked about this on the forum, Dirk, you haven't been on the forum, so tell us no. your immediate impression of this guy. This is a wacky card.
4: <laughs> Because it's, it's t- the target creature. So this thing, for all, into, it, it's essentially a creature that's playing a game of Russian roulette.
1: <laughs> Be careful where you point that thing, it might go off. <laughs> Bam! I, I,
4: do, Cause I it's, do like it. But yeah, because it, 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 do, it doesn't say opponent's creatures, it says target creature or player. So essentially this guy could throw a, a shock at You, or your creature, or someone
0: else. And you know what I find funny about this? Is hexproof doesn't help you, because it's your ability. So, you can still hit your guy with hexproof.
2: Where is your shroud now?
0: Where is my shroud? I want my shroud! So, alright. I believe that on the forums, unless I was misinterpreting things, Mike and Bill were apprehensive of this thing's ability to do anything other than be stupid, and I correct. was a little—is that correct? Is that fair? And I was—I was—I was a little more generous with my—with my perhaps. Well, maybe this thing will be good in certain situations.
1: Now, since you Your guys are about to debate real hard, let me weigh in real quick. I think this guy does one thing really, really well, and it suck hard.
5: He—he <laughs> he, he does do one thing really, really well. He is this. This is. Goblin Test Pilot is very good at being a wacky card. It is. Oh yeah. And and I and I understand 100 percent, and uh, respect 110 percent the fact that there there are people who like this card because he's so wacky. But Goblin Test Pilot is beyond terrible. Goblin Test Pilot is straight awful. It is right up there with the, well maybe not the um. Sorrow's path of the world, but he's he, he's he's
2: up there. What we're saying now, is that if the community team loses next year, we're getting these in Magic
0: Online. See now, I yeah. almost have this compulsive need at the pre-release to like put three of these in the deck, and I'm going to play them against Mike. Oh no,
5: no, no! And no, at
0: no. some point,
5: okay, no, <laughs> if you actually play them against me, then I'm going to die
2: to them, and I'm going to hate everyone forever. Exactly.
0: Yeah, it's actually in the
2: Oracle text that it works differently against
0: Mike. So I do think it can be, it, it, as Mike put in the forums, I believe, when your magical Christmas land scenario is that the card is okay, then that should tell you that the card isn't good to begin with. Um, I don't know if it's magical Christmas land for it to be okay. I'm not, the thing is, I'm not no, expecting- No, the magical
3: Christmas
5: land situation for this card is for it to work, is, is for it to do anything that you actually want it to do.
3: I think,
0: at all. If you're going <laughs> to play this guy, you have to be prepared to lose him, or to hurt yourself. You are not going to play this guy and go, well, I'm at two life. I guess I'll tap him and see what happens, because then you're going to die. The key is to, you yeah, know. No,
3: that's to- called justice.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> what? If you're at two life and you play and tap this guy, that's called justice.
0: That, that's not, that's not justice. That's just,
2: that is me. reality telling you this is what
1: happens.
0: But <laughs> that's what you get. My point. Thank you. We know you don't like it is that, um, you put yourself in a situation, hopefully, where if you, if the worst that you accept the worst thing that this can do and you tap it and you're, you're going to be okay no matter what, then, um, then you may get something beneficial out of it. It's kind of like some of the red gamble type effects. Um, and if nothing else, you play it out and they go, ha, that's stupid. And you go give and. Make yourself a three 5 flyer and go. Oh wait, it has flying, and you hit them in the head. But is it a great card? No. The next card is a great card. The next card made me it's... almost spit up when well, I read. We have
2: to read the flavor text from Goblin Test Pilot. First. We do. He had to we give do. us something. Okay. All right. All pilots and prototypes destroyed. Extensive collateral damage inflicted. Conclusion: flawless design. <laughs> The manual of Malik, meaning they knew full well what they did.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, I like that too. Okay,
3: okay. carry on
0: then. Alright, so this card is awesome. And I just read Goblin Test Pots, so somebody else read this one. Okay, uh,
5: I really like this card too. Uh, Lavinia of the Tenth is, is the maze runner for the Azorius Guild. She's a legendary human soldier, and for three, a white, and a blue, you get a four-four, with protection from red, and, oh, she's rare, by the way, so protection from red, and when Lavinia of the Tenth enters the battlefield, detain each non-land permanent your opponent's control with converted mana cost four or less.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. Did you think you were going to be playing aggro?
5: (laughs) So, I I think, yeah, I, I remember mentioning before how, you know, uh, uh, the, the Wojek and the Boros are actually the cops, but the Azorius are more like the feds. And this this is a full-on ATF raid. Right <laughs> this is, you know, the two big black vans pull up and the Azorius SWAT team comes pouring out the back and someone kicks down the door and starts shooting in the air. Get down! Get down! Get the – down! Everyone is under arrest, <laughs> on the ground, hands behind your head.
2: And then the Goblin Test pilot gets crazy and starts shooting, but it doesn't matter because it's pro-red. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So
0: likely just to shoot himself? <laughs> it's like the worst day to be in the audience at Oprah ever. You get a warrant, and you get a warrant, and you get a warrant. <laughs> so but, this is um, a human. So, so this thing is going to be crazy with Restoration Angel, any sort of blink effects, which are primarily in white and blue. It has protection from red, so that's a thing. The fact that a lot of red decks, mono-red, curves out at four with Hellrider and everything is cheaper means, hey, you know, congratulations. And even if they play their haste guy, it swings right into a 4-4 pro-red guy that doesn't die at a mortars. Um, this was the first guy they previewed that had protection from a color. I think in the block, was there anybody with any protection... From a color in Return to Remnick or Guild Pact or, or Gate Crash,
2: there had to have been at least one. It feels like it, it but I can't think of
0: any. It seems it seems exceedingly rare because okay. it shuts down. some... if you give something protection from a color in either the two guild, either the two sets that shuts down two guilds. Um, if it's pro, pro black for guild uh, for Gate Crash, for example, that shuts down Demir and. A lot, a lot of Demir and a lot of Orzhov. So the fact that it's pro anything is interesting, and that's a four four for five, which is pretty good. I could see this same card being a three three and or a three four, but it's got the beef. So
2: I like how for some decks that want to run a wrath effect. But don't want to wipe out all their creatures. This kind of gives you what you're looking for. You get that attack with your guys when they yeah. can't do anything.
0: And let's not forget that uh, as you're, as you're pointing out, the detained means they can't block. So I think yeah. when I see the pro red and all their creatures, you know, convert me out so a non land permanent, including planeswalkers like Ral um, locked down for a turn, I'm immediately thinking, oh good, you tap, you, you don't get attacked, but you also swing right through. So,
2: And then they can't swing back at you, so you have really no reason not to just go all in.
0: And then you blink it and do it again. And then you play Venser, which isn't standard legal, but oh my god.
2: Well, you've got plenty of blink things, but this is also, as a human, it can be part of the blitz of things that come back with Angel of Glory's Rise, so that could actually be pretty fun.
0: Oh, I didn't even think about that.
2: Fun for everyone.
0: Fun for uh, everyone, but not the opponent. Do we need to take a quick break, Or Are we doing okay?
1: I was actually going to ask after you guys were done with this card. Okay. Well, let me let me say one more thing
5: to answer the open question about protection. The only cards in Return to Ravnica block that have the word protection on them were from Gatecrash, and they were Cartel Aristocrat, who has activated protection, Guild Scorn Ward, which can give protection from multicolored, and Holy Mantle, which gets protection from creatures.
0: Okay. So, so there.
3: Brian, so, so you were right about that.
0: Well, it is important to note that the cartel aristocrat, which I should have known because it's showing up everywhere these days, does get protection from a color, but it's not static. It'll (laughs) cost you. And sometimes you just don't have a creature to sacrifice. Mm -hmm. So.
1: I think she's ridiculous, just for the record.
0: I actually
1: forgot that I hadn't said anything yet.
0: I really underestimate, oh wait, her or Lavinia? Yeah. That you is what we're still on, right?
1: I didn't miss something.
5: Well you no. might have been talking about Cartel aristocrat. That's
0: what oh, I was,
1: no, no, no. I'm yeah. talking about Lavinia, yeah.
0: I was gonna say, yeah, she really flew under my radar too. Like literally, not figuratively.
1: Because um, <laughs> he had his radar up. And there were no but, there were no pigs. There was, was had not had a single page.
0: But you think you, you, you think this is good?
1: Oh is yeah. It, Lavinia? Yeah, Lavinia's fairly ridiculous. She had me at four, 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 five Pro Red, and then she does all this other cool stuff, so.
0: Yeah. Well, we have plenty of other stuff to talk about when we come back.
1: It's true, so we're going to pause a moment, and again, because this is Dragon's Maze, let's play some I Fight Dragons. You guys remember them, right?
3: Nope.
1: Excellent. Uh... So Clues uses uh, The Geeks Will inherit the, inherit the Earth for Card Advantage's theme music, so I'm not going to play that again. So let's go with Save World, Get Girl, because it's a damn good song. Because, you know, if you save the world, you get the girl. Unless you're Mario. Apparently then you just get cake. Poor stupid oh, plumber sucker. bastard. Yeah. <laughs> so enjoy that, and we'll be right back in uh, right around 30 seconds. You know, I've saved the world twice and I didn't get the girl either of those times. But I did at other times, so I guess it's a wash.
3: Yeah, I you gotta fill the, out your card. I
0: saved the cheerleader, was that wrong?
1: No, it was season one, that was still good. Yeah, yeah, it
2: was
0: fine. Okay. It was a guy cheerleader.
2: Well I mean, you know.
5: Whatever. I you I turn tried <laughs> Have you tried the other cast?
3: Uh,
1: so, there's this drag- Daggeron on it with the, with the guys. And it's pretty skills. awesome. Yeah, this, <laughs> this is pretty cool.
2: All right, I will read this one because it's awesome. All right, so Legion's Initiative, a red and a white. So this is two converted mana costs. It's an enchantment, and it's mythic. So I want four of them and probably won't get them. But All right, so red creatures you control get plus one, plus oh. White creatures you control get plus oh, plus one. So already, if your creatures are Boros, you've got an Anthem running. If your creatures are Lingering Souls, they have slightly bigger butts, what which to block with. Um, <laughs> and so you've got all this Anthem stuff going on, but what's really fun is red, white, exile Legions initiative. Exile all creatures you control at the beginning of the next combat, not in step, not your turn, but combat. Return those cards to the battlefield under their owner's control, and those creatures have haste until end of turn. So you don't get your Legions initiative back, but... In exchange for losing your anthem, you get a way to get around all these pesky wrath effects no matter what form they take.
0: Or regrow your undying guys or get your enter- the battlefield effects or like set some <laughs> up the trap or or kill your own tokens for some reason. Um
3: This all is kinds
0: a- this is the Boros Mythic, and man, is it crazy! That's and I weird. love the fact that everybody talking about it seemed to focus on that second ability so much it dodges Wraths that you kind of forget it is an Anthem. And oh, by the way, Anthems are good. We yep. don't ha- we don't have uh, what what was the um, what was the Crusade that they brought back in, in M10? Um, um, just for you uh, guys, Honor of the Pure. Honor the Pure. We don't have Honor the Pure right now. We don't have Glorious Anthem. Um, yeah,
5: we have, like, Intangible Virtue and Favorable Winds.
0: Intangible Virtue, Favorable Winds, and that angel from uh, the last set that's so all your... Angel? What? The
2: What? The angel that pumps tokens?
0: The angel that uh, all, all your white guys get more and all non-white guys get less. What? Angel of something-something.
1: I know there's an angel that makes tokens bigger. Or... I thought there was a spirit that made tokens bigger. Sorry, Sorry. It a yeah, it's, it's a white that's thing. That's the
0: so. Warden. That you're thinking yeah, of. that guy. And no, there's it was, the Battlefront. There an angel no, know, know. Angel of Jubilation, maybe.
2: That's who I'm thinking of. Yeah. There we go. That that's different though. But yes. No,
5: she she doesn't make non-white stuff smaller.
0: Yeah. Uh, I... Angel of Jubilation. Other non-black creatures you control will get plus one plus one, and then the players can't pay life or sacrifice okay. creatures to cast spells or activate okay. abilities. Hey, take that, aristocrats!
2: So racist. So, yeah, so, in this case, if you're running straight Boros, you get the full anthem. If you're running red with a little bit of white, then most of your creatures are still bigger on the end that you wanted to be, but to be bigger on. And if you're running a Boros Reckoner, well, now it's a four-four pain in the butt.
0: Yeah, <laughs> or your your um, Restoration Angel is what a, a three-five. Yes. Yep. <laughs> I like that the Legion loyalist is now a two-one. That's pretty sweet. So. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah,
5: the art the artist nice. really throws me off with with Niv Mizzet uh, front and center. I keep thinking it's a blue-red card, and it messes me up when I look at the cost up there.
0: The, the this is the the Legion is so pumped up that they're willing to take on even Niv Mizzet. I yeah. I apparently, right. the
5: the Legion's initiative is to stab Niv Mizzet.
1: That might not luck, be Niv Mizzet himself. It might be one of his other dragons that sort of look it, like him. It looks yeah, I, I know a I lot, know lot
0: like him. It looks a lot like him if you look at the face.
5: I know he has a bunch of clones, and actually, based on the scale, based on the scale, I think this is one of his clones. I think Niv Mizzet is a little bigger than this.
3: Yeah, I mean,
0: if you look at that of the art from the Draco Genius, he looks bigger. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. It's These guys are just attacking all. a
2: statue. That's all
4: that's <laughs> going on.
3: Let's it's go, guys! <laughs>
2: but I, I do like this card a lot. Um, I wish it was a rare, just because it feels like one of those things that the decks that want it are going to want three or four of them. Mm-hmm. But I understand when you do something as wacky as exciting a whole bunch of stuff and then bringing them back at an unusual time, I can see why they would push that to Mythic.
0: And I think, you know, for limited too, there's a significant difference between mythic and rare in limited, so.
2: Now what's funny is that the Legion's initiative kind of shoots Assemble the Legion in the foot if you use the last ability, but really helps it if you use the first two.
0: Well, it doesn't, it depends on how far you, you, you are. Like, okay, you get shot in the foot, but the nice thing about Legion's uh, Assemble the Legion is that if you lost four tokens, you're probably about to get Five, so, yeah, but you're right. going to
2: miss the plus one, plus one a yeah. lot
0: So, just don't sack it just Yeah, go, well that's okay, what I'm I saying just, like It's guys.
2: funny that the last ability in Legion's initiative is the direct opposite of what the assembled legions would want in their initiative
3: Right So
2: but fun.
0: Who wants the next card? Nobody? I'll take it <clears throat> I'll take it Blah.
1: Which one is the next one?
0: It's the Murkavosh
1: Oh, okay
4: Mirko Vosk uh, Mind Drinker For three, a blue and a black He's a legendary creature vampire That's rare and is a 2-4 with flying And whenever Mirko Vosk Mind Drinker deals combat damage To a player, that player reveals Cards from the top of his or her library Until he or she reveals four Land cards, then puts those Cards into his or her graveyard Eh Eh Eh
5: I think it's I think it's because the triggered ability is something that we've seen before on a spell because this is straight from Mind Funeral.
0: Yeah, I mean, I like Mind Funeral generally, but five mana for a two-four flyer. Um, I realize that if they if you hit them with them, it's not going to take too long before they lose. I don't know. I I guess just I was expecting more, and when you look at some of these other runners that are like. Four fours for five or or um completely ridiculous. Library or or pro everything and lock everybody down and murder them and drink their blood. I was kinda hoping for a little more. I like the fact that it pushes the demeanor theme of, of Melling. I like it. I just I'm just like eh it, it reminds me of Nemesis of Reason, except it's not quite as big and um Sometimes you'll hit a lot more than ten. That's for sure. But I don't know. I guess I'm just eh.
5: What's interesting is that even though it pushes the demir theme, it pushes you know what is ostensibly the the secondary thing that demir has going for it. It doesn't have anything to do with the actual keyword mechanic, which I think tells us something more about the way the demir guild was designed. Like really, the cipher mechanic is actually the secondary theme in demir. It's the unnamed milling that's still the primary.
3: Uh
0: huh. that that is interesting. And you notice throughout the spoilers, as of when we're recording this, there are no cards with Extort. There are no cards with cipher. There are no cards with um
5: eight other uh, keywords.
0: Other keywords.
5: <laughs> Except for detain. We just talked about Lavinia.
1: Right.
0: We've got detain. And Levitalian. We're, telling. we're no, gonna no, come we across lunch. we're gonna come across uh scap. And, um
1: So that's yeah. four out of ten thus far. Yeah.
2: But yeah, Murko's me just... I mean he has the evasion, so if you have the Cypher deck you've got something out of him. But for the most part he's just a legendary creature, vampire danzig. So
0: There um there's gonna be the one <laughs> random deck where the the opponent plays this on turn five and they just lose because they can't block it and yeah. the the ground is gummed up and they just lose. And well, yeah, he's he's he's
5: a good card. He's just as good as as most of the other good cards we've talked about, but, sure. he, but he doesn't have the
1: woe of the other maze runners that we've seen.
0: Right. Yeah. He might Mike summed it up pretty well for me.
1: And you're gonna your opponent's gonna play him and you're gonna go mother Okay, I'm so, I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> just mail a man. <laughs> that's, a, that's a whole different mother. That's that's something else. I had to go with the pun. But hey, I think we're
1: done with that. <laughs> it'll be a it'll be a mashup. It'll be awesome. Danzig yeah. and Queen.
0: <laughs> so uh, So okay.
1: we did did we do Obsidad's aid? Nope. Really?
0: No. Oh, this is yeah.
1: ridiculous.
0: Well why don't you tell us about it then?
1: So Obsidad's aid for three, a white and a black is a sorcery and it's rare. And I get the feeling we're lucky it's rare. <laughs> Return target permanent card from your graveyard to the
3: battlefield.
0: See, this effect has been done a million times before. I'm not too worried about it. You know, everybody loves a good zombify effect, and quite frankly, I think this car is perfectly safe forever. The end. <laughs> yeah. oh, Nesta. Hold on, hold on. I'm getting a word from from the booth. Uh, I'm fired because I didn't RTFC. I don't know what they're... Oh, my God, it says permanent. Yep. Guess I'm fired now.
1: Justifiably <laughs> so. There, there are two things to say about this card. The first is Planeswalkers. The second yes. is Omniscience.
0: Well, thanks for getting right to yeah. the point there.
1: Like, nothing else matters at this point. <laughs> Those are the things that are important. Great sure, creatures, whatever, fine. Sure, artifact, whatever, fine, you know.
0: Mama, I just milled a man, nothing else matters. Okay, alright, <laughs> we gotta get off this.
1: <laughs> so it'll be Danzig Queen. Uh, Metallica. Well, that's
3: weird.
0: But yeah,
2: this is also a nice thing to reanimate with once all of our Innistrad stuff goes away.
0: What what I would really love is to go, okay, I'm going to go ahead and use my Planeswalker's ultimate now and send them to the graveyard, and I'll get it right back and I'll plus it. But that's just silly. It does say your graveyard as opposed to something like the split card we talked about before. Thank but goodness, I'm, I mean, if we're talking about nothing else, it's like I'll get my fetch land back and go accelerate, woo! Which is probably the most mundane use and is still already like, eh,
2: okay. Plus five. Eh. I'm gonna get my goblin test pilot
0: back and try. Again. Yeah. <laughs> I am. I'm still in a two though. Um, I am giving I you a fist bump to... through the internet, Bill.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's, that's a cool. good I mean, card.
0: Yeah, there's lots of stuff you can do with it.
1: It that's is
2: going to be an EDH fun card forever.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: So, Dirk, I think you probably should take the Mythic Simic card, because it's Mythic and it's Simic.
1: All And those are two words that are fun Mythic. to say together. <laughs> Mythic Simic? Mythic M- M- Simic. Mythic Simic. Miskatonic. Fresh
0: pot! You know, m- you say miss, 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 uh, whatever. Um, I have a break. very Sam, my, my daughter, calls Mike, Mike. And she calls Chewy, Chewy. She calls Dirk, Mr. Trimble. That's <laughs> because he's a teacher. That's nice right. And the other day, the other day, uh, I was, I was singing, uh, Old MacDonald to her and I said, what do you want to hear next? And she goes, um... and she looks at me and she had this look on her face. And I'm like, uh, she's like, Chewy! And I'm like, Old McDonald had a farm, E-I-E-I-O, and on that farm he had a Chewy! E-I-E-I-O, with a yo-yo here and a yo-yo there, here, yo, there, yo, everywhere, yo-yo. Uh, and she loved that so much, she's like, Mike! And I'm like, uh, somehow I worked in there, you're a funny guy, now <laughs> go away. <laughs> oh, well. And then it got to Mr. Trimble, and I really didn't know what to do with it, so I forget what I came up with. But
4: with an elf over here and an elf over there. <laughs> no, no, no. It has to be an um there, uh huh there, an uh huh there, there huh there, there uh, uh, there, there, uh huh. Shut up.
0: I
3: think
4: Shut
0: I asked up. her. I, I asked her what does Mr. Trimble say, and she goes, she she made some sort of noise with her mouth, and I'm like, that's what I'm doing. <laughs>
1: I've heard Dirk make that noise, actually. It's the Pokemon I make that
4: noise all the time. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Sounds
4: just but, like so that. So,
0: apparently, uh, yeah. So, anyway, I just wanted to, I don't know what made me think about that, but there you go. Yay, <laughs> cute. So.
4: Alright. So, is it progeni- Progenitor Mimic? Yep. Alright. For four, a green and a blue. It's a shapeshifter that's a mythic, and it's a zero-zero. It hits the battlefield, and it dies. I mean, no, yeah. that's not what happens. Oh. Uh, you well, may have Progenitor cool. Mimic enter the battlefield as a copy of any creature on the battlefield, except it gains at the beginning of your upkeep. If this creature isn't a token, put a token onto the battlefield that's a copy of this creature.
0: Woo. So it's a clone with a stapled in followed footsteps.
4: Yeah, it's
5: basically a followed footsteps that goes in and gives you a creature.
0: So somebody in the forums for the preview article for this pointed out you play anything, and then you play a Progenitor Mimic copying it, and then you play another Progenitor Mimic copying the first Progenitor Mimic, and that second one gets two token triggers? Uh, yes, it will.
5: Because oh copy God. effects okay. also copy the results of other copy effects. Yes. So we'll have two instances of that ability.
0: And then if you blink the first one out and have it copy the second one?
5: It, it will have three, that's right. Oh, God. My brain fell what? out. So, so what you do is you have at least one of them copying a, a, a Restoration Angel and just go crazy.
3: Oh, God.
5: Every turn you get another one that has a, an additional stack of, oh, God. <laughs> then it'll Aren't make they angels.
3: Multiple...
5: Oh yeah, they they are angels, so never mind. So <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: ah.
0: <laughs> oh, wow, save no, the world, save the world. Dead-eyed navigator. You almost died there,
2: guys. <laughs> yeah, there's still plenty of other absurd things you can do. This yeah. is another complicated way to set up your fiend hunter loop.
0: <laughs> if you really want to make somebody feel bad, something like the green uh primordial, <laughs> blowing up all the lands, getting all the forests.
5: Hey, even if you're doing an acidic slime,
2: that's still really good. Oh god. Yeah. So yeah, many I mean, less land. That's terrible.
0: Aww. Th- there's so many. Council of the Absolute. Name all the cards forever. <laughs> that's a sad story. Is the Council of the Absolute? I still like acidic
4: slime. Then you can ju- you essentially have a, what is it, like an LD deck? Except yeah. that it's, except it, instead of destroying lands, you just destroy everything they own.
0: Was Mike asking if the Council of the Absolute was legendary? Because it's not.
4: Yeah, you're right.
0: It It seems like the only legendary creatures are the Maze Runners.
2: Yeah, you're right.
0: Mm. Okay.
2: We're all going to die, guys.
0: Yeah,
5: Fender Mimic is super awesome.
0: Yes. Johnny (laughs) Nessal
5: You know what else is super awesome? What? This next card. Because
2: it's Putrefy.
1: Holy crap, they're Putrefy? Dun-dun. Oh yeah.
2: yeah. Oh, man, I, I keep telling myself, there's that thing I want to kill, and I can't kill it, but now I can.
0: <laughs> Putrefy. And that, and, that, and that, well, we all know what Putrefy does, right? So uh, There are the children
1: that listen that don't know.
0: Yeah, the last
5: time Putrefy was printed was original Ravnica block, so for their benefit. For uh one, a black and a green, it's an uncommon instant. Destroy target artifact or creature,
0: it can't be regenerated. That last clause matters so much more than it did seven years ago. And yeah, it makes me feel really old to say seven years ago, but, uh, now we have stuff like Wolfier, Avenger. Avenger, we have those sorts of things where regenerate actually matters a lot more than it used to. They said that they were going to push it for a long time, about the time that they took out wrath. And we were like, yeah, huh, huh, get back to us, you know, when you actually make that work and you know we got doom blade instead of dark vanishing and that sort of thing so i think they've we've pretty much come to the point where you print it now and the can't be regenerated clause does not just there was a time where it was just like oh it's a kill spell you better uh make sure it can't regenerate otherwise what's the point otherwise what's the point so it was like on everything It's like draw a card and that creature can't be regenerated this turn you know so. <laughs> So, uh, you know, it, it was pretty standard. And now it's more like, hey, that uh, that phrase actually stands out. So It I'm was actually even-
1: put on uh, Giant Growth for a while until they realized that was dumb and they uh, eroded it out.
0: <laughs>
1: That's a lie, by the way. It's a total fabrication. But,
0: but as awesome as Putrefy is, it is a reprint. What's not a reprint?
1: Shh. I have no idea. Be quiet. Okay. Ah, I just rendered him silent. Well done. Yeah, I'll read it. Render Silent costs white, blue, blue. It's an instant, and it's a counter spell and a silence. Counter target spell, its controller can't cast spells this turn.
0: I don't like this as much as I like the original Silence. Nope. I've heard lots of people go, wow, this is crazy. The nice thing about Silence is you can just play it. Yep. Yes. (laughs) You can't just play Render Silent. And Render Silent, to me, is almost like overkill. It's like, counter-target spell, and if you were going to play something else this turn, which, by the way, isn't an instant, because otherwise you're just going to play it right now, yeah. then you can't play it. So I'm so like, uh I just
1: I mean, thought of something. What's that? I think every guild should have a card called uh Guild Named Pimp's Lap. This is the Azorius Pimp's Lap. Putrefy Thanks. is the Golgari Pimp's Lap. And we mm. could probably name off the rest if we felt like it, but this is totally the Azores Pimp Slap.
5: Dread is the Recto's Pimp Slap.
1: Oh, yeah. It's just like, shut up. And <laughs> and they're like,
0: huh. This is a good way of saying if I was going to win the game this turn. Oh, by the way, I'm winning the game this turn. But <laughs> I still, I, uh, it's the buy-a-box promo. Mm-hmm. Yay. Yay.
3: I mean,
5: there's there's nothing wrong with it. It's still in the three slot with your Cancels and your Dissipates and your whatnot, so you're not paying a premium for that extra bit tacked
0: on
3: it. No.
5: Even though it's very situational, you're, you're not it, paying a whole bunch extra for it.
0: But it's a strange sort of counterspell where I'm like, it costs the same as as um Cancel. I realize in this day and age, you know, dual lands make these things pretty easy to cast, but it's three specific mana. It's a weird counterspell where I go, huh... Do I want cancel over this?
5: Yeah, if you're playing against control, yeah, just play cancel. If you're playing against aggro, this is going to be
0: more useful more often. Probably. It does ruin kind of their day where they're like, all right, this is the turn I'm going to do all this stuff, and you're like, uh, no. No,
1: I don't think you are at all, actually.
0: (laughs) Mike, you seemed really excited about the next card when I saw you on Friday Night Magic on Friday.
5: Because it's very good. It's a very good card. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, the next card.
5: Yeah, and it is not a reprint. It That's is a rot farm skeleton, and it costs uh, a green, a black, and two. and He's a four-one uncommon plant skeleton.
3: Ah, uh. <laughs> I didn't remember it not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I remembered it was a skeleton, but all uh, right. Yep, plant skeleton. Do plants have? Never mind. Keep going. <laughs> <This one does.
5: laughs> um, rot farm skeleton can't block. Uh, and his other ability is: pay two a black and a green, put the top four cards of your library into your graveyard. Return Rot Farm Skeleton from your graveyard to the battlefield. Activate this ability only any time you could cast a sorcery. I think this guy is going places. I really catch, think.
0: Catch. He Somebody we were talking to, I guess, was it was it that gentleman that you were playing in the second round of Friday Night Magic was like, this is gonna be great because he missed the cost, ca- the the mana cost to the activation. Um, oh
5: yeah, Chris. Oh, that's important. Yeah, Chris missed that there was a mana cost to the activation. Brian and I were like, no, you gotta pay for that, dude.
0: <laughs> he, he's like, dude, turn two, you know, just get it in there and just go crazy. And we're like, uh, this is not better than Icarid. Um but no, this is this is pretty crazy. This sets up your dredge really well. It sets up a lot of stuff really well. It's an important uncommon.
1: It's it's like Dredge, but they sort of fixed it, kind of. Yeah.
0: It is, yeah. And I do like the fact that you can only activate it any time you cast a sorcery, so no, like, end-of-turn shenanigans.
1: And it costs (laughs) mana, which is awesome.
2: (laughs) Yeah. But, to its credit, you know, it's going to the battlefield, so
1: you're getting it immediately. You're just playing it from the graveyard.
0: I do like the fact that it can't block. And
1: That's you really necessary. don't give a damn if he dies, or you just, just swing, screw just swing, swing, shut up, swing, just swing.
3: Yeah, Look at that big-ass
1: sword, swing. Yeah, with four power, something's going to happen,
5: and you're going to like what happens.
1: Yeah.
0: Either you're hitting him for four, or you're probably at least trading with something, and then you get it back. And unless they're trading with their skeleton, which is really weird because it can't block, um, <laughs> they're not getting theirs back, too so. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. I like this
1: guy.
0: So, I mentioned earlier way back, you know, like five years ago when we started this episode, that there was a creature with plus one, plus one counters that I liked. And it's actually red, so it shares a color with the black red Maze Runner. And it could probably use haste because because that would make it. Yeah. So, born Hydra. And I... When I read this card, I did the usual, you know, read from the top down, and I saw that it was X and red and green, and immediately I'm stopping, and I'm like, okay, that's what Apocalypse Hydra costs, and Apocalypse Hydra is pretty good. And then I saw that this was a mythic, and I'm like, oh my god, what is this going to do? It's going to make it great. And <laughs> I,
1: Huh? It's going to make great
0: going to make it great.
1: Oh, make it great. I just heard make great. I just that heard like, great, yeah. and that was make, fine. That make was wonderful. great.
0: And, and, I hadn't, and I go down, and I'm like, oh, it's got double strike. And I stopped, and my mind went, and I'm like, it's an X, red, green, and it's got double strike. And I, I even know what the next ability is going to be before I even read it, because it's a hydra. It enters the battlefield with X, plus one, plus one counters on it, not X minus two or whatever, it's literally like, you pay 5 mana, you get a 3-3. Three, three. get a 3-3 three, three with Double Strike. And I'm like, okay, me likey. And then it's like, for one and a green, red, hybrid. So, either red or green, and a colorless. Put a plus one, plus one counter on Savage Born Hydra. Activate this ability only any time you can cast a sorcery. So, no mid-combat hijinks. Uh, no, end of your turn, I'll just, you know, put all my mana into this, but who cares? It's mm-hmm. an XX Hydra with double strike that you can keep pumping after it's on the battlefield. So you don't have to feel bad about, oh, I guess I'll just run it out there as a 2-2. Two, two. guess I'm not getting max value for it. Unturn, make it bigger. And if it looks like a 4-4, four, four, it's really an 8-4. So yeah. Um and then if you've got cheaper ways to put plus one plus one counters on it, like uh what was that green card? Um the split, give.
1: <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah. Yeah.
0: This is the card that keeps giving. Now you probably don't want to use this card to take because it will die. But You get a bunch of cards. I will mourn your Savage Hydra even if you do not. So, uh, <laughs> I like, and Smash Face, and the art has been freaking fantastic. Um, so. Yeah.
2: This is a card I'm actually comfortable playing on turn three. Yes, um, I'm normally that. for X creature things, I'm, I'm all about, you know, waiting until like, it's like a 3 3 or something, but for this one, I could play this on three, and then double pump it on four, and then swing for six.
0: I do. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, Go
2: ahead. and like that's just like that's the nice thing about it is you know if I'm comfortable enough that it's not going to get removed in the next turn or two, I'm going to get enough damage out of that on turn three that I don't have to wait.
0: Bill, I dare you to play this as a one-one or a two-two when I've got an active goblin test pilot. I I dare you. I will dare you all
2: day long, sir.
0: You probably <laughs> should. It's probably because fine. I will be happy either way. Because I'm probably taking, like, ten between the Hydra and the the pilot. You're going to hit yourself
2: for two, and then you're going to take seven, and then I'm going to pump it one more time, and then you're just going to be
0: sad. But you better believe that I'm going to be tapping and going, I hope I hit that thing.
2: Well, no, what's going to happen is I'm going to attack with it, and you're going to stare down at your pilot, and you're going to go, do I block
0: and then (laughs) tap it? (laughs) That is a valid use of the Goblin Test Pilot, blocking large things that don't have tramples. Yeah. See?
2: Like, it's a creature.
1: (laughs) That you don't care about.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That you don't mind losing.
1: I love paying
2: three mana for a chum blocker. (laughs) Hell yeah, you would. But yeah, the the Hydra's pretty sweet. It's going to be great. Um, Yeah, there's really not much else you need to say about it. It's just good. Like, no matter where you drop it on the curve, after two, it's going to be fine. Do not play this on turn two.
0: (laughs) Turn one, Avacyn's Pilgrim. turn two. I guess I shouldn't play this.
2: Bill God. told me not right.
0: to. Okay, go. Darn it, they killed me. If only I'd had a 1-1 creature with double strike. Yep. <laughs> so, next card. Anyway. Shoe stopper.
4: For one black and a red, definitely not my colors, it's an uncommon instant. Until end of turn, creatures you control gain. When this creature dies, it deals two damage to target creature and opponent controls.
0: This is a great response to opponent removal like oh yeah, well you're going to kill my guy. Well, I'll kill your guy. And it's even better when they've got like a sweeper so you can go like they're like misery mortars with uh with overload. I'm like, "All right. Well, that that's kind of the best case scenario. I don't know if I really like this card. The flavor text is maybe the best flavor text in the entire set." <laughs> the audience quickly realized a few things. It wasn't a magic trick there wasn't candy in there and they need new clothes no <laughs> i just yeah. i i got to the part about not having candy in there and i lost it
3: <laughs>
5: blood candy I, I, think, I think the best case scenario for this is actually um anti combat trick like if you're looking and you're like should i attack yeah i'll just go ahead and attack and your opponent's like ha huh, i do this and this Aren't I so clever? And you're like, showstopper. All your guys die too. I'm like,
3: uh, <laughs> damn. <laughs> don't you
1: feel like a bitch?
0: <laughs> I just okay. don't know if I, I. I don't know if I like it a lot. I wonder if maybe it's like a sideboard card, even limited, and like if they're playing lots of tricks or lots of. No, I, I would
2: never play more than one in a deck. I think I would put this in a deck with the aristocrat. That's kamikaze style because then it's just a finisher. If you have a sack outlet, you're just going to dump eight. You can't and deal
0: damage into to him. a player.
2: I can't read. So, yeah, if you have some other absurd nonsense, because you're running a stuffy doll, right?
0: Yeah. Huh. Well, yeah, yeah. an opponent control. No,
1: they're running a stuffy doll, right? <laughs> yeah, so, they're running so, a stuffy doll set to all themselves, bad. totally. I can't
0: <laughs> read this as a different <laughs> girl. Well, Bill, uh, I think you're excused for the evening. It's okay.
5: <laughs> Clearly you need sleep. Uh, <laughs> they're, they're running a stuffy doll, and you have a pariah on your stuffy doll, so it's it's all good.
0: We have all lost our minds. Let's just pledge allegiance some sort of, to some sort of demon overlord and just get it over with. Well, like a demon that will destroy Mike when he plays it. Well,
3: wing, 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 nudge, nudge, nudge hint,
4: hint. <laughs> <laughs>
5: yeah. Megram, Sire of Insanity, don't! <laughs>
0: Not me. So alright. Right. So, I well I, I really I, like this I card. Reading this or I will I'll read it. I actually like this card. I think it's got some serious constructed application. Like for real. Uh Sire of Insanity for four, a black and a red. It's a demon. It's rare, not mythic. We already had the rare the the mythic uh demon guy for Actos. It is a six four for six. So it's a crawlworm. worm. At the beginning of each end step, like the one where you on the turn that you play this guy, each player discards his or her hand. Wow! And I immediately thought. I know everybody said they had this thought. I immediately thought: Caverner Souls, Naming Demon, play this guy past the turn, and the opponent is looking at their hand, going like, "But, but, but, but I was gonna, damn I was it. gonna do things." <laughs> I told Mike, magical Christmas land, this is, this is it, and I realize it's way out there, okay, so bear with me, but turn one, Averson's pilgrim, or arbor elf, you know, whichever, turn, uh, excel on. Turn two, grizzly sal- salvage, getting this guy and a, um and burial rights. Turn three, make everybody hate you. <laughs> That's turn three in the most perfect situation possible. Which means you could probably more reliably at least cast him with some accelerants, like, you know, elves and, and farseeks and things on turns four through six. Um, and I want to emphasize the fact that I think some people who were like, eh, it's not that great didn't realize this happens the turn that you play him. They don't get to do anything unless they kill him before your turn ends. Now, there is the potential for, like, when Mike plays it, Mike's going to play it, and somebody's going to go put that ability on the stack and um, bounce him. Or um, overlo- overload, uh, what's the, pre- uh, something like you know. that. So overload Cyclonic Rift. You know, something like that. Um, but that's just Mike. It's okay for everybody else. Ooh, Love you,
1: and it'll get you hellbent. Wait.
0: Yeah? It will yeah. get you hellbent. It will before. turn on your um Blood scrivener.
1: Hey!
0: Yeah. And it's a Wait, that's four.
1: a good use for it. Hang on, we're talking stupid stuff. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it fills your graveyard. You could have one with nothing every turn.
1: Oh, jam!
0: <laughs> so, and it's a 6-4, so it's going to be bigger than a lot of things, so...
2: Probably bigger right. than whatever they top deck.
0: <laughs> Got a couple more runners here. Hmm. All
5: right. Um, Tajik Blade of the Legion is the Boros Maze Runner. He's a human. He's a legendary human soldier for. He's a two-two for two, a red and a white, and he's rare. Uh, Tajik Blade of the Legion is indestructible, and his battalion ability is whenever he and at least two other creatures attack. He gets plus five plus five until end of turn. I yeah, want, seems good.
0: I yeah. want So mainly, I think
5: of, I think of Conda, Lord of Eganjo, except this guy costs four instead of
3: seven.
0: <laughs> he, yeah, he, he's a Conda that like, is the love, he's the love child between, get this, Conda, and um, who, who's the guy from Mercadia? Um, what? So then I'll damage, oh, uh, Chorim? Chomano? Chomano. Chomano. Yeah, Chomano and Konda, you know. Scrumpa Dumpa. And this guy.
1: <laughs> that's, that's not awkward at cool. all.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, well, I mean, to Konda's credit, it's every time he attacks or blocks. Uh, I every mean, blocks or is blocked. Blocks or is blocked. Yeah. Whenever he gets in combat with a creature, this guy is more conditional, but can actually hit the player for a lot more. Yeah. Um and he he's always gonna survive the attack with barring any sort of minus minus shenanigans, so unless he
2: runs into the wrong gate guard,
0: <laughs> yeah uh. pretty much, so you can always send him in unless you just need a blocker, and as a blocker, he'll never die. I do find it funny uh we saw the pro red girl earlier, so she can get by him. The card next to him has another sort of protection where it doesn't he she she can ignore him and there's a card that we spoil, that was spoiled today that it has protection from another one of his colors so it's like everyone has protection from me. <laughs> you think but that's
2: I've, bad? I mean, look at the look on his face. He's like, "What is this? Who gave me this sword? What is wrong with you people?"
0: This sword is broken.
2: All these guys Dude. behind me have real swords. Why do I have the cartoon sword? <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's like he's he's turned, they gave him the sword, and he turns to break the fourth wall and look at the camera and be like, really?
0: <laughs> Maybe if this sword was straight, he'd be a 7-7 all the time. <laughs> <laughs> when he attacks with two other creatures, he's like, you, soldier, give me a weapon.
4: Yeah. <laughs> give me the good sword. Can I get a good sword? <laughs> this is
0: like
2: his not left-handed sword. This is the one that he takes into battle, but... When it's really serious, he just grabs a real sword.
0: <laughs> I'm now reminded of every episode of Dragon Ball Z ever. Oh, I was just holding back on you.
3: That's I can only thing. harness
2: two-sevenths of my true power with this sword.
1: Let me get rid of
0: these so, weighted clothes. <laughs> I can transform I five times.
1: You. And then we put on earrings and do a dance. Anyway. Special guy. Was that, was it, that guy's cool. The next one is ridiculous. Go for it. Oh. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, It's... Well, she's boobtacular. Yep. <laughs> that bothers Mike.
0: <laughs>
5: Countess boobula over
0: here.
1: <laughs> Taser, uh, envoy of ghosts. Not envy of ghosts. Learned no. to English.
0: That was a typo.
1: No, no, no. Lots of people have since said that while looking at the card. and I'm like, eh. Uh, for five, a white and a black, she is a human advisor. Legendary, of course. Four, four. Vigilance. Protection from creatures. That's awesome. Whenever a creature deals combat damage to you, destroy that creature. Awesome. Bam. Put a one-one white and black spirit creature token with flying onto the battlefield. What the hell? Are they stacking the deck in Orzhov's favor? Because this is ridiculous. <laughs>
0: I've heard so many comments of, from flavor perspective, which I kind of get. She's apparently a cripple, so why is she a four four? I'm like, okay, I get that, but then she. So many people. What? I didn't know that. Is she? That's why she needs a cane. I thought the cane was for thwacking people. No, apparently she can't walk very well. I thought that was her pimp cane. If you read the story um, from last week, that's not a joke. She, first of all, she's getting up there in years, and second of all, she has some sort of condition, so... Yeah, um,
1: like she has a bad back due to massive bombs.
0: But, well, you but,
2: say this, but really, she's like the only creature that has vigilance while sitting down.
0: But she's twice as big as the guy next to her all the time. Well, he's got her. a stupid sword, though. Yeah, he doesn't, <laughs> and she's got a cane. But, but the other, the other... Issue that people seem to have with this is why does this cost so much? They don't want Orzhov to be a good deck. This costs way too much. I'm like, this ability has to cost a
1: lot. It's you a freaking four-four unblockable that can block forever with a no mercy and gives you dudes. Yeah, I'm surprised it only costs
0: seven. Uh, this, I mean, yeah, I, 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 what more do you want? They want it to really? cost like four. <laughs> they want it to be like a two-two with this ability for four. Which is not going to happen.
3: No. <laughs> <She> <laughs> like,
1: when you crack her in a pack, do they want someone to come and wash your freaking car too? <laughs> like what I the think, hell?
0: <laughs> I think that they want her to be playable in standard. I
1: think and, she but, is playable in standard.
0: And and they want that it, they want her to be cost less basically and
1: losers, Whores. Yeah. Whores, I say.
0: <laughs> Sorry,
1: she's, she's really human. Good. She can cost as much as you can reanimate for. <laughs> Yeah, she only costs five because she's in the same colors as Obsidad's so aid. Everybody, shut up.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah and so, we get that. That'll be a recurring theme. We'll hear that again later.
2: Yeah. So if she shows up in the ghost dad deck, do we have to call her the ghost milf?
3: <laughs> <laughs> now.
0: <clears throat> and if you try and touch her, you turn into. She smokes you and takes your soul. You your can't soul touch soul. She got from you. <laughs> All right. Toilet Trouble? Uh, We've already done that one.
1: Okay.
2: Tristani Summoner?
0: We haven't done that one.
1: That is the game day participation
0: card. Yes. Wow, what an awful card. For seven, it's a 1-1. I don't want to read the rest of this card, because it must be terrible.
1: It's worse than Taser. Uh, uh. (laughs) Nope, Shaman Uncommon.
2: (laughs) Um, When Tristani Summoner enters the battlefield... Put a two-two white knight creature token with vigilance, a three-three green centaur creature token, and a four-four green rhino token with trample onto the battlefield. Hey,
0: you know those tokens we gave you in those other packs, and how you haven't been able to use all of them yet? <laughs> Here you go.
1: Here's an uncommon. It'll just use all those for you. They're like like,
0: they're, they're sitting down to, to they're sitting down to design this card. They're like, all right, which tokens have we made? Okay, which ones uh have we not put in the set yet? Okay, let's uh let's just do these. I find it kind of. Uh, part of me thinks it's really neat because it's like, oh, look at all this stuff. And then part of me feels like if you're gonna be populating, you're just gonna pick the four four all the time anyway, unless you really need vigilance for some weird reason. I don't completely understand. Maybe I guess if you've got like the the. Legion's initiative out and you want to pump your white guys or something, but if you're going to populate. You're going to pick the big one. So you're giving me a smorgasbord, but I only want the prime rib. I don't, I don't want like the chuck steak thing. You know, why would I make it three three when I could make it four four?
2: Fortunately, you get both. <laughs>
0: you I mean, I a- do get both and I get both now. I get that. So
2: and it blinks because why not? And.
0: Cost seven. I never cost costs two more played. than
2: Bestial Menace and gives you a four-four. I think you're doing fine.
0: <laughs> I do like the fact that, is this the same cost, except, you know, with the white instead of the colors, as Horned Chant, where you get a four-four Rhino and then you populate? Because this, you get more power with the two-two and the three-three, so. And the one-one. And the, I'm not counting her. Yeah. <laughs> Bad elf, go away.
1: I mean, she is ten power power. for seven mana, so I think it's fine.
0: Okay, let's let let, let's see if we can't finish these up here. We got a little bit left to go. Turn and burn. I don't really have anything to say about the next card except that I think it's really good. It's probably not as good as people think it is. Now I'll just leave it at that. So I'm going to go and mute now.
1: So so somebody should probably read turn and burn then, since he doesn't seem to want to tell him.
3: Okay, I vote you. It's a great one. Or, or Ben, <laughs> I I have I
5: I have an issue with with turn and burn. Has anyone ever actually heard anyone say turn and burn? I've only ever heard turn or burn.
1: No, no, I've heard turn and burn. It's a uh, like dogfighting term, isn't it? I had never heard it. Oh, maybe I'm just dumb.
4: Yeah, I. I've or heard you're turn more cultured than all of us. <laughs> just like like what Chewie says, like it's. Okay, it's time to get out of here. Let's turn and
1: burn. Yeah, I've never heard turn or burn. That sounds silly. <laughs> you
5: you've, you've never heard some you never heard some uh preacher or other evangelist type person say something like that. You got to turn before you burn. And sometimes it's a turn or burn.
2: Never yeah, mind. Yeah. I've never heard this. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm uncultured though.
1: So what's the card do, damn it?
4: Uh it does two Convert things. Convert to Christianity or burn in some other place.
3: <laughs> Ooh. Damn. No, that's Ooh. not what it says. That mad
1: lib from last week. It... <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh God, that mad lib. Oh.
1: <laughs> read a card, read a card.
5: <laughs> so it does two different things. One half is turn, and it's an instant that costs a blue and two. Target creature loses all abilities and becomes a zero one red weird until end of turn. Uh the other side is burn, and it's an instant for red and one. Burn deals two damage to target creature or player. So, crappy shock or <clears throat> crappy humility, not humility, crappy humble, or uh, kill that guy in blue and red. Yeah,
1: that's the, pretty much
5: it. The,
2: the art's kind of strange. Like, yeah. the turn art is like, look at that guy over there on the other side of the card. <laughs> <laughs> and the burn is like, boom, even though it's only shocking.
1: Well, you know, it's an is a contraption, so it looks really impressive, but it doesn't do much.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the compensation engine.
1: <laughs> yeah, I can't tell if this is really good or not. I think as a combat trick, it, it's freaking awesome because there are so many different ways to screw with people.
5: It's but, useful. It's worth playing.
1: But other than that, I don't know if it's all that. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah like, I guess you, it's a you want this in
2: combat, limited. but say what? It's probably going to be a two-for-one in combat if you're at five mana and didn't do something else,
1: but... Yeah. I mean, you you want this in Limited, no question. Yeah. In Constructed? I don't know. I don't, I don't
5: know. Probably like, not. If If I get stuck with is it as the secret ally for my Rectos Guild pack, no. I hope I get at least one or two of these.
2: Yeah, I'm dreading that too because I'm probably going to go Boros, and I'm like, please not is it, please not is it, please not is it. <laughs> it's going to be awkward.
1: Hmm. Oh, well. is that it then? Brian, you yeah. good?
4: I think okay. he okay. I guess he's good. Yeah. All
1: right. Oh, there he is. So there's this guy. This guy's crazy.
4: Yep. The voice of the resurgence.
1: No, the the rolls the scar striped. Oh. So I guess I'll read. Varol's the scar-striped, for one a black and a green, is a legendary troll warrior <laughs> who is a 2-2. He says, each creature card in your graveyard has scavenge. The scavenge cost is equal to its mana cost. <laughs> and you can sacrifice another creature to regenerate him, who you can then scavenge if you so choose later. This guy's pretty cool.
3: hmm
4: <clears throat> So essentially, creatures die and then he's like... Hey, you guys, why don't you come back and join the party again? Well, not exactly. Except bring some booze this time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there you
4: go. <laughs> this is mostly just, oh, those guys are dead, let's take their booze.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it's like Skyrim, okay.
2: <laughs> but hey, he's a sack outlet, he can't, there are plenty of creatures in the history of magic that are really, really big for cheap because they have a massive drawback, and so, for casual or EDH, that could get really fun. Yeah.
1: The one that everybody has brought up is, uh, Death Shadow. Yeah. Which is pretty ridiculous. But, yeah. Essentially, he just gives you more use out of your, your creatures after they die without having to bother bringing them back. He's just, no nah, let's just pretend he's still here. And his booze.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and he becomes a very big regenerating guy very quickly.
1: Oh, yeah. For some reason, my brain didn't bother putting those scavenge tokens on him.
4: <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> that's, that's ridiculous. <laughs> I
1: was like, so you can only why do would the scavenge
4: do- at sorcery speed, right? Right. Thank goodness. So it's, not, so it's not like, you know, you know, sacrifice this creature, put a regeneration shield, and put scavenge on the guy. Before, before, and, that before uh, combat. Damage is done. So it's not like you can't do it as a combat trick. Right. Yeah,
2: mostly you would sack it in the middle of combat, he'd survive it with the Regenerate, and then you could dump the counters on him after.
4: Yeah, so that he lives to, to eat and destroy another day. Yeah.
3: Delicious.
1: Uh, Magic Queen. So, like voice,
2: what? He buys his weird weapons from the same place everyone else buys their weird weapons. Like, if you're legendary in this set, you apparently have to have weird weapons.
1: Oh. Uh, oh, yeah, that's all. My hiccup just hurt. Voice. Voice. Foom of Resurgence. Somebody read that.
2: Anyone. Okay. Ugh, I was yawning. <laughs> Voice of Resurgence, a green and a white, 2-2 two, two, creature elemental mythic. So you've got a mythic bear so far. What does this mythic bear do? Um, whenever an opponent casts a spell during your turn, or when Voice of Resurgence dies, put a green and white elemental creature token onto the battlefield with This creature's power and toughness are each equal to the number of creatures you control.
0: Man, this sucks. (laughs) Never. (laughs) Yeah, this is... Wow. Really good.
2: Seems pretty
4: (laughs) derky. I appreciate that.
0: No problem. Hey, Lotus Cobra, I'm going to let you finish, but I just might be the best two-drop mythic ever. No?
4: This would be one to, to play against a Storm deck. (laughs) <laughs> See. See. At
1: the end of your turn, brain freeze, brain freeze, brain. Fr- oh wait, hang on. I'm I didn't f- I fizzled.
0: I I like this card, I really do. I don't. I'm not gonna be a party pooper. Boop. The fact that even if let's say they're just not gonna play spells on your turn, well, even still, when it dies, you still get the token. I think that's great. But it just reminds me of a card called Seed Time, which is. Sp- if you look at it, it's like, wow, this is ridiculous against the right deck. And it just never, ever, ever seems to work. For me, some, excuse me, someone might have gotten Seed Time to be the best card ever, but for me, it was always like that ungettable get where you look at it and you're like, this is the best card ever and it never works. Seed time, back from judgment for one and a green as an instant. Play seed time, cast seed time only during your turn. Take an extra turn after this one if an opponent casts a blue spell this turn. And you're like, oh wow, blue, blue mages love to play spells during my turn. They love to counter things. And that's all well and good, but I, I don't know, I could, I have a couple of these. I only have ever managed to cast one. Ever, including when they were standard legal. So, it's kind of like that, except this is actually on the board, so they can see it. Unless they have to play a spell during your turn, they're not gonna. They're not gonna go, I guess I'll cast my thing twice now. Oops, I forgot. Now he's got another creature to kill me with. Uh-huh. Oh, darn. Because so, if
1: they do that, they deserve to die.
0: It might as well just say opponents can't cast spells during your turn.
1: <laughs> I like unless how the the, <clears> the
0: tokens continue to grow. <laughs> yeah, and the t- yeah, the more tokens you got, the bigger they all are. And if you continue to, I don't know, just play your own creatures, they feed off of that too. And the fact that even if they wrath and you're left with one token, all you have to, it's a one one, but all you have to do is play anything else, and it's bigger. So. I, this is a very good card, and it's a 2-2 two, two for two, so hey, you know, value bear guy, Ele- yep. uh, elemental stag thing.
2: Yep. You're yeah, going to play guy. a 2-2, two, two, and you're going to end up with like a 4-4. Four, four.
0: And it's the Mythic for Selesnya, so of course it makes tokens. Yay. Next. So, Xurta Ancient. Meh. For three, a red, and a green is a 7-5 beast rare. It, for 5, it's a 7-5. And, whenever a player taps a land for mana, that player adds one mana to his or her mana pool of any type that land produced. Yo, dog, I heard you like some uh, mana flare, some heartbeat of spring with your giant, huge, turtle, beast, thing of doom. So there you go. Is it true that everybody else gets to use it first? Of course. Are you the one playing with it? Yes. Do you still have a 7-5 unless they kill it? In which case it doesn't really matter anyway? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, if you're running out accelerants, and I don't mean like Dark Ritual, you know, those sorts of things, but actual... Land fetches to get this guy out earlier. Let's say, you know, like turn two, turn three Farsiks and you play this guy, you're going to have more lands than them, which means you have more mana if he, if he manages to untap. And if they don't, if they kill it and you don't, you've still got more mana. So, okay. I don't be, I would never ever rely on this guy. Like, play him. And I have to make him survive. Because you have to know the first thing they're going to do is probably use their mana to get some advantage out of it and kill it if they can so you don't. But think about untapping with this guy when you have a wolf run. Just a wolf run. Meh.
1: I really you like want it? I mean, meh. Uh, any sort of mana doubler where your uh, opponent uh, gets the advantage of it first just is never impressed me terribly much, even on... Now, this guy just by himself is like a 7-5 for 5 with nothing for, like, an uncommon. I would be like, that's pretty cool. But the rest, now I just don't want to play him.
3: Okay. What
0: were you
1: going to say, Bill? That's just me. I
2: was just going to say that I feel like a shiny sword should point to where I need to climb on him and start stabbing. (laughs) Because he just looks like a Shadow of the Colossus-type monster, and... That's pretty interesting in a plane. That's a giant city to have some big dude like this just chilling, making mana.
1: Kind of looks like he's got a piece of the city on his back. Yeah, he kind of he has the stood the back like, a head up. Like, dang it, y'all! I just laid down for a nap. Well, he's an ancient, so I presume
2: that's a really old city on his back too. He never rolls over.
0: Will you please stop building amusement parks on my nose?
1: For the Where's that water even coming from? And your own body hold the hammering.
0: Mm.
1: <laughs> oh, that's obscure and hilarious.
0: So a... now we got another cycle.
1: I, I got a message from Mike a minute ago that said, "I think my internet went out." So it sounds oh, like well, we might be, be without Mike. Oh, no. That'd be why oh. Mike hasn't
0: said anything in a while. Oh, look at that—he's not in the call anymore.
1: Yeah, I didn't hear the usual follow-up. Sound. So yeah, hopefully Mike can rejoin us. But if not, then we understand.
0: We're getting down toward the end, by which I mean we've only got like 20 more cards to go. Man, this was a lot of previews.
1: Well, 10 of these we're gonna cover at once. It's the yes. uh, the clues tones.
0: I feel like this is Dora the Explorer. Can you find the clue?
1: <laughs> I think that's the whole set. <laughs> so these things cost three. They're they're mana rocks, so they tap to add one mana of your the guild's color. And for one of each of the guilds colors, tap and sack, you draw a card. So it's like a colored Mindstone. And Mindstone is freaking awesome. And colored Mana Rocks are freaking awesome.
0: Bleh. Three mana is generally where you want these things to go. So, seems pretty good. I mean, they can't cost the same as the Signets because the Signets are pretty good. Um, well, yeah. But, and those require, you have to have another mana to use them. These actually produce mana um on their
2: own. Do you think that so. maybe these were like <laughs> the plan A for the key runes before they turned them all into action dudes cuz they sort of cost the same and have the same effect until you get to the end. I mean, it's either would you rather have a dude or would you rather have a card and then mm-hmm. lose access to your ability to make the mana.
0: I didn't really think of it that way.
3: Yeah, I don't know.
0: I think that somebody pointed out that having ten cards like this in a small set feels almost kind of interesting because what are the odds that you're going to get even one in your color in, in your guild I realize if I'm in Boros and all I get are like a Gruul q key, and a Rakdos Keystone, I'm still going to use them because I can still use them for mana but Having so many in such a small set feels kinda of interesting.
1: Yeah. Like there's ten commons right here that are just like buh and you're done. And that's yeah, I, I think a significant I would portion of the set.
2: Yeah, I think I would be bigger on them if I wasn't already getting guild gates in practically every pack. So mm-hmm. if I'm gonna have access to easy fixing anyway, and I'm gonna have, you know, all the other fixing available in the set, it just sort of feels like These are ten slots that could have gone to something else, but I don't know what.
1: Now, when you say practically every pack, I think you mean every pack.
2: Hey, I plan on opening lots of jocks.
0: Well, okay. I I think you're also kind of overestimating the fact that in six boosters, you could very well not get any um, gates or jocks in your colors. So I don't think there's, like, a plethora of manifixing. I think there's enough here to be good, but I don't I don't think you're going to be like, "Oh my god, I have all the manifixing in the world ever," unless you just get the right pool. But statistically, I think you're these still will probably be useful.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's more just uh, on the mindset of, "Okay, so there's 10 of these, but realistically having these guys eat up 10 slots when instead they could be creatures that were on color." Or something. I mean, like, one way or another, I'm opening cards I can't use, but these don't seem that fantastical. Because it's not like you can cycle them if you, you know, don't have the colors anyway. True.
1: Sure. Mike, what you got before you fall off again?
2: Um, nothing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right. Nothing on the clues, don't. So what about the Zertai Ancient, since you were gone for pretty much all of that?
5: Um... It's an interesting bit of, uh, riskiness... I mean, you're yeah, you get uh, mana flare, but if you just tapped out, you know that means your opponent is untapping with five or six lands up. So your opponent's going to have a lot of mana when his turn starts. Yeah, he is so not if you accelerate. Okay, your opponent is still going to have a lot of mana. When his turn starts
2: may only have eight.
5: Only eight mana. Un- unlike un- unlike <laughs> mana, um, mana flare or heartbeat of spring, it's a lot harder with this guy to play him and then use the rest of your newfound mana to do something else cool. Since you're starting on five instead of since you got a since you got a what?
4: No. Mike must have flare. Okay, it fell off again. Gotcha.
2: All right, so that was it for the artifacts, right?
1: Yeah. All that's left is. Uh, if you will start here in the Jace Kids, uh, forum topic with all of the, actually did, did he start this one or did someone else start this one and he just posts all the stuff because that's what he does? I'm not sure. But anyway, he keeps us up to date in our forums with all of the new, all of the new cards. Mike started this one, Brian said, okay. So first up we have Dead Bridge Chant.
2: Another mythic.
1: Another mythic. For four black and a green, it's an enchantment. Uh When it enters the battlefield, you mill yourself for ten. At the beginning of your upkeep, you choose a card at random in your graveyard. If it's a creature, you put it onto the battlefield. Otherwise, you put it into your hand. Huh. That's I completely weird. missed this earlier. That's really cool. Yeah, so one way or another, you're getting something. Yeah. Hmm.
2: It's kind of like a weird cantrip. Because you're still getting an unknown card. It's just you kinda had an idea of what you could get.
3: Yeah.
1: I don't know. It seems like it might be something cool to throw in a an EDH deck of these colors just because of the the sheer level of awesome of cards in EDH decks. Yeah. But Call six,
0: so obviously with like Grizzly Salvage you're used to paying two for the sort of effect. But uh, the fact that you get ten in there right away. Hello, threshold.
4: Well, the, the one thing that I think is funny about this is that because of the guild it's in, you could uh, salvage Scabin. all of the creatures out. And let's say you've got a putrefy in the graveyard, then essentially you could re, you could keep bringing the putrefy back to your hand, destroying something. And then at your upkeep, you would hypothetically get the putrefy back. And you could just essentially keep destroying your opponent's creatures.
3: Yeah,
1: if you find some way to empty your graveyard <laughs> other than the one thing that you want to recur, then yeah.
2: Yeah, there's plenty of ways to dump your graveyard. So, I mean, you wouldn't even have to do it that slow way. You could, you could run any number of things and just clear the yard, and then after that, whatever spell you cast is coming back every turn, and you've got this weird Charmbreaker Devils thing. Yeah. Could be fun. Gokari Enchantment Adventures. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Okay. So read the next one somebody, quick. Hurry up.
0: Okay. It is Shoot. For some reason I clicked away. Uh bah. someone blood else. Blood smashed, that's with me, yes. That's Blood Baron
4: of Vescop Vescopa. Vescopa. Hey. For a three, a white and a black. It's a vampire that's a mystic and it's a four four. It has lifelink protection from white and from black. As yeah, long yeah. as you have thirty or more life and the opponent has ten or less life, Blood Varen of Vescopa Vizu- gets plus six, plus six and has flying.
1: Yeah, because if you've already <laughs> almost won, why not just go ahead and win?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like fact that I do like the fact that if he's at ten and they're at ten or less life, it literally is and I win. I completely missed the fact that he was a vampire the first time I read through. Mainly because I don't, you don't see vampires in this guild a lot. You see angels, humans, um, thralls, but not so much with the vampires. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. A, a lot of people in the forums, especially the Salvation forums, were really saying this guy is terrible. He's not good. Blah 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 blah. Because they were so fixated on that last ability. Yeah, they're dumb
3: yeah he's, he's a four up. four with
1: life link for five, even if we ignore everything
0: with two else. Protections. with two relevant <laughs> like that against the poor sword guy who just can't catch a break um <laughs> and he dodges the two colors other than with, that have the most destroy that removal bread obviously miseryzy mortars okay, that's a thing I get it, but um here you know dodges all the white and black removal and gets through their creatures and gets you life.
1: Yeah. So yeah, they're done. Next.
3: Yeah, pretty much.
0: Next uh, is, uh, I'm here this time and it shoot, where's it? Okay. Warped Physique. Oh, why would I get this one? Okay, whatever. Uh, I'm here. Uh, For um, blue and a black. It's an instant. It's an uncommon. Part of the creature gets plus X, minus X until end of the turn where X is the number of cards in your hand, it's great because you can, you know, okay, well, I'm going to take this guy with sufficient toughness and make him huge, or it's just a kill spell. And either way is good. That's why Agony Warp is good, except this is going to deal with one creature, but hey. Yeah. Yeah. I. Don't it's fun. Else to say
2: about it. Yeah. It's pretty really. straightforward. Just remember that however many cards you counted in your hand, you have one less when you cast it. Yeah, that is important. Do not mess that up. You probably will at least once. And then we've got one left, right? I mean, no one else has anything else to say about that.
1: Yeah, that's that's enough of that. Okay. Somebody so, do the Cyclops.
2: Nivix Cyclops. <laughs> Mr. Cyclops is a one blue red for a creature. Cyclops is a one four. With Defender, oh Whenever you cast an instant and sorcery spell, Nivik Cyclops gets +3/+0 plus plus until end of turn and can attack this turn as though it didn't have Defender. Yay! So that's pretty awesome, actually. And he yeah. looks very Bioshocky.
1: He mm-hmm. does look very Bioshocky.
2: He's like, what would happen if Is it ran Rapture? So, yeah, he's a he's a one four, but realistically, he's going to turn into a four four or even a seven four pretty often. Um. There's a lot of nice things you can do with him, especially when you factor in cheap flashback spells. He sort of goes full Kiln Fiend or Wee dragonauts or whatever on somebody. And I really like the fact that you could just use Artful Dodge him and have 4-4 Unblockable, and then next turn, Artful Dodge him and have 4-4 Unblockable, and it's pretty clean.
1: Yeah, I mean, everyone remembers well, just what you said, the Kiln Fiend and the um, the little dudes. What were they called? The Wee dragonauts. Yeah, yeah. And they're they're fine, you know, so... And even as a
2: 1-4 defender, in a world of Rakdos, that's pretty serviceable. (laughs) And any, like, removal spell or something you do on one of their guys, suddenly they're running into a 4-4. I mean, it's kind of an intimidating thing to attack. It's true. Almost anything in their hand as an instant suddenly becomes a combat trick in a weird, gruel kind of way.
1: You're a weird, gruel
0: kind of combat trick. Sometimes.
1: So, there is one card left. Mm -hmm. One card left it's it's pretty crazy, actually, would you like to read it? Sure, why not? It is the notion thief for two a blue and a black. It's a rare human rogue that's a three one. <clears throat> it has flash that's important and a block of text. <clears throat> if an opponent would draw a card except the first one here she draws in each of his or her draw steps, instead that player skips that draw and you draw a card so. You're not locking them out of going through their library because they still get to, uh, they still get to draw their card for the turn, as it were. But you can flash this out in response to, oh, I don't know, like a freaking Sphinx's Revelation and laugh and laugh. Yeah.
0: Words of wisdom.
1: Wow, that's, that's pretty funny.
0: Thank you. Consecrated what now?
1: Consecrated what now? Words of Wisdom is an old spell for one and a blue. I think what everybody draws two cards and you draw one or everybody No, it's the other way around. Oh yeah, everybody draws a card and you draw two. Mm-hmm. Essentially, is what ends up. Hey, Mike's back. Hi, yeah. Mike. Hey. Do you like a Notion Thief? I do.
5: Um I missed that uh that he had flash somehow. When I when I read him, I guess I just read him real quick the first time. I <laughs> I I caught the complicated part. I missed the
1: flash part. Yeah. You missed the three part that one. takes him from good to amazing.
0: Three one is weird, but almost expects him to be a one three.
1: What? He's
5: a three one? Yeah. yeah.
3: Okay, <laughs> so I missed, I missed I missed
5: everything two. except like his name, his mana cost, and that ability.
3: There are a lot That's of things rare. That this
0: card says. Huh.
5: <laughs> and I'm off the call again.
2: Oh, oh you're here. Oh, okay. Sorry.
0: I would have time for us all to be off the call.
2: <laughs> uh, I, I will note on that card that it specifies the first card they would draw in their draw step. So even if it's, you know, the other person's turn, it would be the first card they'd get. They still don't get it. So Wait, all no. of your other sources of wisdom useless. <laughs> Unless you're trying to mill them, which is fun.
0: Temple Bell.
1: So, yeah, there's that. And that is officially all the cards as of right now. So, interesting,
5: um, uh Like, partner to Chains of Mephistopheles in terms of redundancy in my commander deck.
1: Well, you're not a nice person.
5: Well, okay. hey, when you're starting with Chains of Mephistopheles, you can only go downhill.
3: That's
1: a good point, yeah. I'll give you
5: that. <laughs> it's kind of flavorful like that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so. Yep. I guess we're done. And if it's all right with you guys, I think we should just skip Final Thoughts altogether, because it's late.
5: Yes. Yes. It's been a long journey, and frankly, I'm tired and vaguely pissed off from having been dropped off the call so many times.
1: Yeah, and like in a row, you would pop on and then gone. damn it, pop on and then gone. damn it. So that's pretty awful. So, all right then. Well, thank you very much, Bill, for joining us. You want to throw out some contact info real quick?
2: Uh, Sure. If you want to see my random vaguely in-character ramblings on Twitter... It's Squee Goblin Nabob with no iron goblin. Um, I did a sealed video a, a few months ago and that's on the Manipool site now if you want to see all of the bombs and um, the Gate Crash sealed format in one video, they pretty much all make it. So it's kinda fun to watch. Damn. Yeah, they're pretty much all there. It's kind of weird. That's why I bothered to record it. Um, and yeah. That's the easiest way to find me, I guess. Go to the Manipool forum
1: because I'll be there all the time. And he is, too. That's why we made him a mod. Yep. You ever gotten to drop the band hammer on somebody? Uh No,
2: but I managed to um call out a card for being not officially spoiled when it was officially spoiled, but in a different place. So I felt kind of dumb about that
1: one. I thought it was kind of funny, because uh, he's like, hey, look, here's a card that, that uh, Jace missed, and there was a link, and that was it, so I clicked the link. I was like, this isn't, oh, postable wizards underscore magic. Okay, this is probably real. That's really good. And then I walked away. And then later there was like, hey, that wasn't official. Hey, oh, here it is again because now they they officially spoiled it. I was like, what are we talking about?
2: Yeah, I was confused because (laughs) um, when he had posted it, I hadn't noticed the actual URL. He just didn't post it with a thing. And like 10 minutes before, I saw someone on Salvation was like, hey, I opened all this stuff early. Here's my cards. So I just, in my mind, made the leap of, oh, that's not legit. But it turns out Wizards had done the same thing. So the guy posting on Salvation was just dumb. <laughs> yeah. he, he was sort of sneak-spoiling something that had already been officially released. And hey, I just read the wrong end of it. So I apologize.
1: It happens. So I guess other than that, uh, you can find us, everything we do on TheManapool.com, including Brian's, the first part thus far, of Brian's How to Build Decks with Dragon's Maze. The first one is Casual Standard and looks like it'll make my head, my, my wrist hurt from all the shuffling. Probably. Yeah, which is why Mike should play it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't mind. And I'm going to try real hard to start getting more content up on the site, but I don't know, man.
5: That means I need to come visit again, and we need to finish that epic episode of Mythic Consultation.
1: Man, we do. I don't even know if we could ever do that again, but we'll see oh. what we can do.
5: Oh, uh, we can. It's us. We're we're awesome like
1: that. <laughs> oh, that is true. We are awesome like that. I still have all that as it was has been referred to in various places, jart that is unused. Oh Lord. Yeah, you remember that? Yeah. That's awful. I shipped two fat packs to freaking the Philippines for that and we haven't used it yet. <laughs> that was not cheap, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Oh yeah, um, vaguely related. Was to laughing that. all the way to the mailbox.
2: <laughs> on the subject of not cheap, I just want to share that over the weekend I went to a, a picnic thing with my local anime club because we go outside sometimes. What? And some people started a game of magic on the side. So I'm sitting there and I'm watching all these guys. I think almost all of them were new to the game. They're playing commander, and I had this little moment where I looked down and realized that they were playing with a sol ring in the pollen on the side of the sidewalk. And I'm just staring at this, and I'm like, guys, what are you doing? And they're like, don't worry, it's just the commander one. And I'm just completely dumbfounded, I'm like, but it's the Sol Ring. Dang it, man. You, you don't play <laughs> with the Sol Ring on, in the pollen. Aw. That was just my sad moment.
1: Everybody's fires.
2: <laughs> and then, then I go and I listen to the podcast, and you guys are talking about those guys who don't know what Akira is, and it was just a sad day. <laughs> a I really day am all
3: around. i,
1: was, yeah. I really am glad I wasn't there for that one. <laughs> oh well, so that's that. Thank you uh, Bill for joining us and and Dirk for being awake this long mm-hmm. so- sort of <laughs> No one's landed. Go back to sleep <laughs> uh, And I guess that will be episode 276 of the manipool. You can find us on the com, on Twitter at the manipool uh, email dorks at themanipool.com Facebook forums, all the links to all this crap's in the show notes. You sh- you can totally find it there. So, thank you all very much for listening and uh go play some magic.